1: everyone let's mosey
2: damn again stop saying it like a wimp can't you say move out or something move out what look at the number fuck they're coming out in full force cloud you got first
3: i'm fighting here too shut up it won't do us no good everyone back here
4: barrett's
2: right you take two of us with you and go first the rest will catch up with you later
5: Is this like a practice run before the real thing?
4: Yeah, major practice run.
6: I'm fine with that. It's probably more fun than fighting Sephiroth down there. Hmm, this might be fun to pass time.
7: They're coming! They're already on the floor next to us!
3: Cloud, hurry up and make up your mind. All of you. Later. Yeah, later.
2: Yep, later.
0: Class is in session for this very special Final Fantasy 7 episode of RPG University. In order to properly give this game credit, I needed a bit more help than usual. In this episode, we have returning guest professors, future guest professors, and some special guests too. First off, we have returning from episode 1, Tales of Vesperia, Mr. Alex O'Neill from Irrational Passions. How's it going, Alex?
6: It's going great. I'm very excited to talk about a very good video game that only very good people like,
0: and we have a lot of very good people to talk about it, so that's great. We do. And one of those very good people is returning from episode five where he talked all about Dot .hack infection, Mr. Cameron Abbott from That Nerdy site. Hey, Cameron. Hey, what's going
2: on, nerds? Uh, Yeah, I'm super happy to be here, uh, happy to be back, and talking about a game that... Uh, Really great people like, but also, no doubt, uh, awful people like, because... No! That's life. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm trying to say that everybody loves Final Fantasy VII, even if you're a good or bad person.
0: Damn. Got him. And <laughs> next up, coming back from being the guest professor on our episode 12, talking all about Dragon Quest eleven and XI-S, Mr. Stealth40K, market researcher, and just general internet good guy. How's it going, Stealth? Hey, thanks for having me on. It's fun to discuss Final Fantasy VII in any form. Oh, super niche. <laughs> very, very niche. Very niche. Coming, uh, actually, we just recorded his episode Uh, yesterday or the day before and you will be hearing from him more soon Mr. Kyle Stevenson from all number of things PS Trophy Room, Kind of NYC, Platform Agnostic, Best Friends, Talk Funny Sup Kyle?
7: Hi, I'm doing fantastic I'm honored to be included on this group of wonderful people to talk Midgar and beyond.
0: I talked to Kyle like
6: I did a podcast
0: with him like
7: three days ago. Yeah, we're doing all the podcasts I guess (laughs)
0: Yeah, damn straight. Damn straight. Making his RPG university debut, also from Irrational Passions, Mr. Jarrett Green. How's it going, Jarrett? Am I a professor or a special guest? You're, you're, you're a guest professor <laughs> for this episode. Just, you're both. I, you're a special. You're a special guest it professor. It very
4: important to me that I figured that out.
0: I could tell by the tone of your voice. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs>
8: true.
6: I, I've always referred to Jared, Jared as Dr. Jarrett, <laughs> and he's never told me that it's I'm fair, wrong. So. It's like Dr. Dre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dr. Jared Jarrett is
0: the Dr. Dre of RPG <laughs> University. It's, true. it's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn straight. And we have Jessica Cogswell, formerly of Irrational Passions, now 100% badass over at Uppercut Crit. How's it going, Jess? How you been? I,
5: I've been so great. How have you been?
0: I'm I'm doing okay, just living the quarantine life.
5: Yeah, well, it's it's good to be back. I miss you all so so dearly, Um, and I'm really excited Mm. for this. Seven is my favorite game of all time, so uh, let's mosey. (laughs) Let's
0: mosey indeed. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Joining us from Rusty Ruby, we have Darren Simmons.
5: How's it
3: going, Darren? Hello. Thank you for having me and having me channel my dear dear Uncle Barrett Wallace. I'm glad to be here.
0: An uncle, uncle to us all, if I may. <laughs> like Snoop Dogg. An uncle to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And joining us in performing One Hell of a Cloud, Mr. Barrett Courtney from Kinda Funny. How's it going, Barrett?
1: What's up, everybody? I feel kind of like a fake Final Fantasy VII fan compared you to the are. rest of you. You are. I really am. I really fucking am. But you know what? I'm excited to be here. I'm t- I'm excited to talk about a game that I'm I'm looking forward to, and I do have memories of as a as a child. But man, I feel like a fucking phony compared to the rest. <laughs> of the world.
0: Well, we'll just no. Talk, you're in. We'll talk to you and convince you you have to play the original seven before remake now yes oh, so you know uh, like, uh, see, within a see, week thing, you don't need I, sleep.
1: <laughs> the way my bank account works and like the way like i got <laughs> persona 5 royal like playing right now I, I don't know if i have time for that uh, at, no, least, okay, at least you're seven
0: good. has those boosters so you can do it three times speed with invincibility and uh all limit breaks so yeah sure but like we said we are talking about final fantasy 7 this week and the original game came out back in 1997 in north america it came out september 7th of 1997 and just to get your head in the same mind space, some other games that you may have been playing back then were Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Ooh. also came out in 1997. Goldeneye, Fallout, the original Fallout, Doom, 60, <coughs> excuse me, Doom 64, which has just been re-released, thanks to Doom Eternal. Finally. Yeah, finally. finally. <laughs> Star Fox 64, the best Star Fox. Mega Man X4, another fantastic Final Fantasy game that unfortunately got overshadowed uh, at launch by 7 final fantasy tactics, breath of fire 3 and the original grandia. So
2: a lot of <laughs> what a year RPGs yeah. flourish. What a year, man. Flourish. 97 yeah. was a good year.
0: 97 was a good year. for a good at all. year. Yeah, you were probably <laughs> like what, I was three a, uh,
4: in 97 bear? <laughs> I, I, I
0: was I was 2 years old. I was
4: 9 <laughs> 4 years. I was, here. Four. Yeah.
2: I was September of 1997,
7: so I was seven years old. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've been alive for a decade at this point.
6: Mm. So you were ready. You yeah. were the target ready. audience.
7: Hell yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> ten-year-olds. You were all ready to go. 15 year olds All right. about <laughs> that eco-terrorism. eco <laughs> 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 That's what no I'm talking about. You learn
0: about it, you know, start them so you young, guys, right? So you guys. Child's I think people
2: forget, for... like, today with, like, how common, like, we know terrorism as, like, a thing that we live with how eco terror like how big the concept of like eco terrorism was in the 90s yeah. I
0: mean captain planet man he's a hero fought, yeah like but he, he was he was like an eco hero yeah, not well, quite Well you the terrorists. they fought eco terrorists though <laughs> yeah,
8: <laughs> no, they fought, but well, they yeah they fought
2: pollution yeah well eco terrorists and is polluters mm. are not the way here's what captain planet has to say the There was
0: that of
6: that weird pig dude then he fought yeah yeah he was, and then he like
0: Nega Captain Planet based on uh, nuclear waste that was cool. <laughs> yeah but you ever talk um, about Captain Planet you <laughs> s- you sound like a goddamn crazy person because sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's just all 90s cartoons yeah it's true but Shazam included uh, Shazam but yeah like
2: straight up the idea of like eco terrorism is like not really a thing we think about these days mm-hmm. but there were like organizations like. Attacking like farms that produced, like, people were attacking like Tyson chicken farms back in the day and like committing like real, like real life eco terrorism. And like, that's been so overshadowed. Think about it, especially
4: in 97, right? So the ELF, the, um, what's it called? The Earth Liberation Front, I think it was called. They started in 92 and they were big in Europe in 94 and 95. So like, it was real. Oh, yeah. Especially for people, uh, maybe not, you know, japan but for more western asians like it was real uh it spread from england and the uk all the way out to like germany and even a little bit into the middle east like it, and you we didn't hear it much over here because it, like america doesn't care about europe and didn't care about europe in the 90s either but this idea that there are people aggressively fighting for or like what we would call, I guess, climate awareness was radical then.
0: You know who yeah. else had was really aware of eco-terrorism and the planet? Avalanche. Mm. Avalanche. So <laughs> here at RPG University, not only will you get information and fond memories of Final Fantasy Seven, you will also get fantastic things based around history but we are talking back about Final Fantasy 7 and just real quick everybody run down when you first got exposed to Final Fantasy mm. 7. <laughs>
8: Do
0: you want me to start? Sure. I uh, yeah, I played it with my with my mom
6: growing up I was like I, I probably in 1998 a year later is when I actually finally played through it but I like I had access to it as a kid my brothers I watched my brothers play it a lot, but I was, you know, very young. Uh, and then a year later, when I was five, I played through it with my mom. So I would say like still pretty young, all things considered.
0: Nice. Nice. Good memory. Good memory. Uh what about you, Cameron? So Final Fantasy seven, I was exposed to the demo at a
2: friend's house. Um and I didn't end up actually you know, it was a game that my friends owned and played through and were super into and eventually I convinced my uh, like my very Christian mother to let me get a game that had uh vulgar language in it <laughs> that was the big kicker um never forget the uh the e b games clerk who uh like ratted me out to my mom that it had uh <laughs> words like damn, and hell. Whoa! You monster. Monster. Yeah, no. It's one of the reasons what I wanted would to Jesus in the... Uh, yeah, what would Jesus <laughs> think? Um, something in, like, something in Hebrew, because he didn't speak English, because uh, it didn't exist. Take,
4: though. hot take. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing. <laughs> uh,
2: so, uh, yeah, the idea of, like, this game, like, I eventually got it, and um, I've beaten this game twice, but I have started and replayed this game over and over, probably a dozen different times. Um, like, but I played it myself, like, I owned a copy, I played it, I had the Prima Guide, um... Uh, Prima. Just, just loved this game, like, mm-hmm. between the ages of, like, eight to, eight to ten. Nice. Okay. okay. Very clean. Like, I played this game a ton between those periods of time.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. What about you, Stealth? When was your first exposure to Final Fantasy VII? He was having internet connection, So we'll come back to Stealth. Uh, Kyle, what about you?
7: Yeah, so I remember um, I didn't own any video game systems until much later. <laughs> um, so I just remember always wanting to, like... When I was sick and we go to, like, the pharmacy to pick up my medicine, I always look at the magazine racks and I would pick up an issue of GamePro and read it while I was waiting. Um, and I remember seeing, you know, something about Final Fantasy VII and thinking it looks super cool with this big-ass Buster Sword. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, and then later when I was able to, uh, my family was able to rent uh, the PlayStation console itself from Blockbuster, remember those times?
0: Oh yeah um,
7: shout oh, yeah. out to
3: Blockbuster
7: hell yeah system rentals man. The golden child <laughs> oh, yeah. 90s. yeah so I would uh, I would rent the PlayStation and this was one of the first ones that I rented along with it for I think it was like a two- day rental um, and of course it didn't come with a memory card so like I had to keep playing Ooh. the beginning over and over and over again and um, when I finally got the PlayStation this was like up on my list of the first games that I wanted to play and I so st- stoked for it and it was amazing just an amazing experience. Awesome.
0: Hell awesome, yes. What about you, Jarrett? <laughs> so there's, like, a big black
4: box as far as my memory of me playing video games as a child. Because I remember being very poor, but also remember having video games. I have no idea how those things, like, <laughs> track. Because I never bought any of these things. They just kind of appeared. But nice RPGs were a big part of my younger childhood. I think part of the excuse that was sort of afforded to me is that there are text heavy games so I can use them to like learn to read so i had been playing final fantasies for a while up before seven so however i got my information about video (laughs) games then seven was already on my radar because i'd already played three and four or whatever or i guess four and six um so I, I, I had already been looking for this, and then it happened, and that was just an, that was I was always going to play the next one. So then the next one happened. How I got a PlayStation, how I heard of these things. The, even my first time playing it, I have no clear memory of. But I think I feel like Final Fantasy VII has been like a large, maybe not, sort of introspective part of my life like it's not something I think about very often but it's been a const- a constant piece of my life for like my-, my entire life I feel like I'm not always playing it but nice. I've played it so many times it's it's such a it's such a monolith as far as people when people discuss RPGs they never not they never don't discuss Final Fantasy 7 right like it's mm-hmm. impossible to have a conversation about jrpgs turn based JRPGs, and not have a conversation about Final Fantasy seven and I feel like I've been having those conversations for 20 30 years
0: that's true that's true yeah, the 20 the years sound, 20, the 20 sound years. of Barrett's
6: voice haunts <laughs> you in the background <laughs> he didn't have a voice <laughs> then <that. For> <laughs> but you heard it he could just be DMX <laughs> like one head, of you day. knew
8: <laughs>
2: you, you used to think that it was like you used to hear it in DMX's voice too <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy I did too like growing up as a kid like I always imagined Barrett with like DMX's voice see what a what a great
4: idea
6: was- right just hit up dmx have him do the vo VO, the official vo nice
0: uh darren what about you
3: so for me final fantasy 7 is a layered question so for me i never i didn't grow up playing final fantasies until i was already a man but um really my first introduction to final fantasy 7 anything was through kingdom hearts so seeing Cloud in that, and then later on getting to the Sephiroth um, boss fight and getting my ass kicked. Um, But I've always been exposed to Final Fantasy VII through friends, but never really had a chance to play it until later on. And I actually just finally went through and beat it for the first time last year. And through that, and kind of having the mindset of, like, I already kind of know all the base points throughout the game, Like, I always felt like, you know what? Maybe this game's a little bit overrated. But then once I finally went through it myself and kind of got to see how everything played out, my mind is still blown that this game came into existence in 97.
8: Mm -hmm.
3: And everything that it did, even to me in the year 2019, I'm like, this is amazing. I get it. I understand why everybody loves it. And holy shit, is this all about to look phenomenal. as it slowly gets remaked throughout, you know, the next decade.
0: So I don't know, a lot more years. topical, I feel like nowadays than it was in uh, 97. Very too.
3: much so. And I think that's what kind of resonated with me as I was playing through it. Cause I'm like, okay, this is kind of hitting things on the nose. 22 years later, this is crazy, but um, no, it slowly shot up to being one of my favorite games ever. And favorite final fantasy is six but seven is special Mm. for so many different reasons and now i sing its praises like if you haven't played seven okay get on it i was i was once that guy and i don't have a nostalgia factor for it and that's why i feel i'm like more able to kind of push it a bit more Mm -hmm. compared to being like oh yeah in my childhood because i don't have that i'm playing this now in this current time and still realizing that this is a good game for what it is
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool to hear a take from someone who doesn't have the rose-tinted glasses kind of view of the game. So glad to glad to have you here and have that perspective. Barrett, what about you? I know you've said you haven't had too much exposure with the original Final Fantasy VII, but uh, have you had any?
1: Yeah, so when I was a, a very small child, um, probably like four or five, I had a babysitter who loved video games. Uh, specifically JRPGs. So I, I have memories of them playing Final Fantasy VII, me playing, like, them letting me play it a little bit and kind of teaching me the systems. I remember Final Fantasy X around that time as well. Uh, but the one the one that stood out to me the most and actually had more of an impression on me as a child was Chrono Trigger. Um, so, like, the I remember Final Fantasies, uh, but I don't really... They never stood out to me like uh, Chrono Trigger did. And then I definitely fell off of jrpgs for a very 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 long time you fast forward to final fantasy 15 um where i was like oh like this this is kind of cool not everything feels great and then i played persona 5 and um absolutely fell in love with it and it's the first jrpg that i had fallen in love with since i was a a young child so like i I have a little bit of like memories of final fantasy 7 um but not a whole lot um the and then I'm just really excited for for the mm-hmm. new one uh, especially because like I don't have I don't know a lot of the plot like I, I remember some bits here and there um, but I'm excited to experience the plot um, in the revisioning and I don't mm-hmm. want like a lot of it spoiled uh, yeah. for myself like I, again I know things here and there it's a game that's been out for a very long time so it's impossible to avoid spoilers but i'm actually really excited to experience some of these moments for the first time in this reimagining in this remake um and yeah so that's that was my exposure to final fantasy 7 it was never like a oh that's not a game for me or oh fuck that game it was more of just um i did always have respect for it but uh the the one that always um kind of uh, was in its shadow for me as a child was was chrono trigger um, mm, so yeah those th- those were like my kind of little uh early memories of final fantasy 7 was uh hanging out with uh, my babysitter and uh um her letting me play uh, some sections and teaching me some of the, some of the ropes of jrpgs back in the day
0: cool babysitter i got to say
1: yeah cool oh, babysitter yeah, abso- yeah, absolutely
0: sure. that's one way to keep a four- or five-year-old quiet is just sit him down and have him watch a crazy video game. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do when my uh, nephews are older and I have to babysit them. That's my plan. So, (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Jess?
5: So, Final Fantasy VII is actually, like, probably... It's in the top, like, three games that I remember first playing as a child. Um, It was, like, Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, and then, like, Final Fantasy VII. (laughs) Um, And I started playing that with my mom, actually. Uh, My mom was always really big into RPGs. Like, she really liked Chrono Trigger. She liked all the previous uh, Final Fantasy games. Um, And so she bought it, like, day one. And I remember, like, sitting in her lap (laughs) watching this whole game that was definitely, like, not age appropriate for me being god what would i have been like five four five something like like very young and i just remember watching her play through all of this and she would like put the chocobo racing on automatic and like let me hold the controller so i thought that i was playing um during those parts (laughs) um and yeah i don't know so it became just kind of like this really big part of my life. Um, And then I remember finally getting old enough to play it on my own um, when I was probably like eight years old or so. And I was obsessed with that game. I would come home from school and, you know, do my homework because I was a nerd. And then I would play that game until I had to go to bed. And then because I was a nerd, I would, like, read a book for three hours in bed when I was supposed to be sleeping until the Game Boy had a backlit screen. <laughs> um, and, uh, those those yeah. days. Revolutionary. Yeah, exactly. um, and I... Yeah, I would wake up the next day and do it again. I remember I had a dream one night that I beat the game and I like woke up at five in the morning to check to make sure I hadn't, because I was like, Oh, it wasn't like it didn't end the way I wanted it to. (laughs) Um but yeah, that game means just everything to me. It was the first game that like made me realize like, oh shit, games can be like this. Like, it's not just you know, oh, your character is the hero and dropped in and you can kind of substitute yourself in that place like it's I don't know it was a story it was a whole world it was like these characters and their stories and like you know you had like this I don't know the presentation of like what story was actually going on and there were just layers there's whole like you know Vincent's whole backstory and Hojo and I don't know it was just amazing I had never experienced anything like that um, in a game before so it was it blew my mind. That game blew my mind.
0: It was a really good game. Uh, for myself, I didn't have a PlayStation until very late in the life cycle. Uh, but I did see my friend down the street playing it. But my first like real deep dive into this game was actually with the original PC version uh, that I mm-hmm. had. <coughs> we had gotten my brother for his birthday one year. And that's where I really sunk a lot of time into Final Fantasy VII and... I will always remember the first time I was playing through. I got the save point glitch in the northern crater, like the final area, mm. where if you're not super familiar with it, if you put you get a save point item that you can deploy anywhere. <laughs> but yeah. if yeah, you put that. it past a certain point, you won't be able to then leave <laughs> the final dungeon. It like glitches no. it out. Oh god! So yeah, it's awful, and it was in the PC version, and it's also in. Uh, the PlayStation One version. I don't. I doubt it's in the remasters, but I can't say for certain. But I will always remember that. And the PC version also had they ha- that had four discs because you had an install disc and then three discs for the actual game. So, and it came in those really grody cardboard sleeves. Yes, <laughs> I, I played the PC version as well, <laughs> Scott. So yes. I totally know you're talking. You about. know my. You know. You know the pain. But uh, but yeah, so that was my first exposure to Final Fantasy VII. but with that all out of the way, let's let's get into talking. So what are some of the some of the moments? and Barrett, since you uh, want to try and remain as spoiler free as possible, uh, we will, I'll keep like, let's keep the super spoilery parts for maybe. Uh, a few minutes in, or towards the end of this section, and then I'll be. We'll have a Barrett free zone where we can tell him to either mute the chat or so most people's or favorite whatever. kind of zone, you know, or whatever. It's my, it's my um, least favorite. Kind and of then zone. we can bring him back. So, I because this is a game that I do feel you should experience. Um, so hopefully, every, th- there are moments in yeah, this game that are, are like fundamental, like so, incredible moments. Yeah, we'll try and keep the. Any big spoilers to very vague moments that people have played it will know what we're talking about. Otherwise, uh Barrett will just be lost and confused. So, like most that. of the time, that's the goal. A hundred percent of the there. time, <laughs> we'll we'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll just swap in Batman Arkham City characters, uh, their names for okay. characters. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, cool. Oh, this will so, be fun. Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> Remember and when then uh, Two Face summoned? Oh summoned a giant meteor we
6: we found out that Kate Sith was Joker the whole time (laughs) (laughs) this isn't just
1: like every other Batman Arkham game it's true
0: I love it so what are some of the moments I'm gonna let this open up to the panel what were some moments or what do you feel has stood the test of time with this game
5: well, I think the most iconic moment in the whole game is the burning of Nibelheim. Like I, I would say like that's mm. like the, yeah. the the big thing. Um, either that or the death of one of the main characters. I don't know what Barrett knows, so
3: <laughs> Honestly. I feel like everyone
0: death knows of that Robin. Robin. Death of
9: Robin. Death, death of, of Robin. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He
5: never saw that I, pipe.
9: I rubber. think one of the Yeah, I think one of the craziest things that I remember is how much of like the first third of the game takes place in Midgar. Um, and, you know, you do so much there and it becomes such an iconic location, um, and then, like, 15, 20 hours in, like, oh, wait, there's a whole world map, and there's other locations? That, that's kind of, like, what I remember most.
0: For
7: me, I, I really
0: appreciate, and I think what really holds the test of time is the materia system.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: I still so love the materia system
5: the material yeah, that is, something is
8: amazing.
7: That I'm, I'm looking forward to how in-depth it gets into this remake series uh, cuz like that is the thing I'm looking forward to the most.
8: Yeah, it
6: was fun um talking to Jarrett after we'd played the game at PAX, and him kind of like pointing out that I never really realized cuz it's not hugely important to me but like essentially every character is the same in Final Fantasy 7, like they function mm-hmm. the same. Um, obviously with different kind of base stats, but, like, with Materia, you can kind of just have anybody do whatever um, yeah. and, and, bu- and buff them to whatever you need them to be. But, like, a cool thing that the remake is doing is making everybody play differently and have their own kind of mechanic and tool set. So hopefully, like, if Materia kind of goes even further beyond that, you can do stuff to make Barrett play more action like Cloud, or make Cloud <coughs> play more long-range, like Barrett. right? Like, that's my hope is mm-hmm. that they... They kind of leave that same system, but it's like it feels so different because everyone ends up feeling different. Yeah, I'm a.
0: Well, I think they've I already think, confirmed the long range materia, and Baron yeah, has, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, the have. atomic scissors. So, I yeah, think I'm just curious to see oh, what yeah. that looks and feels I'm like. I'm a, a noted materia
4: yeah. detractor, um, and yeah. if there was one value, I think that game that 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 gives that game is it. It gives the game like that sort of. Sort of, I don't know, like punk hack sort of flair. Like, if you're a tinkerer, like, this game is for you because you could figure out in various ways to break this game over and over again. Um, yeah. Which can be, which it's is simple, a fun but thing to do. Um, it's just not always, um, I think, it's, it's, it's a difficult balance thing, right? Like, either you give everyone final attack phoenix materias or little around materias or you just kind of play this game straight without even touching that kind of stuff um, and I feel like there's mm-hmm. it really really works one way and like doesn't always work the other um,
6: like I I played through this game without committing to the enemy skill material at all and then if you play through it and you do commit to that and like I'm gonna find right. all these uh, it it makes it a different video game like I mm-hmm. feel like it's fundamentally a very different thing because you get all these
9: interesting really cool handy spells yeah, it was fun finding all the summon material. Yeah.
8: yeah and it is, it is kind of its own, you have like, uh, Eastern
4: to do that. And th- that the game facilitates, like, a, a really um, robust way to interact in that way is cool. Um, I just never... Yeah. I never liked it as, like, a bedrock for the entire, like, combat balance of the game. Because, like I said, like, we talked before, like, everyone is kind of the same. And that was not... That's not a huge problem for everyone. But Not really a huge problem for me. But it... I coming from like four where that's not the case or the first one where, you know, everyone has a role and the entire sort of point of that game is to choose the roles and watch them work in concert. Um, Six kind of walked away from that, but even six had, you know, t- felt like 25 characters and they all felt at least a little unique. Um, it mm-hmm. was a little bit of a disappointment that, that didn't, sort of follow into 7. But I think with Materia coming back, this is the right way to do it. Um, so I'm, re, I'm re-interested yeah. in Materia. Yeah.
2: I will say, in tandem with what Jess had to say about Nibble, uh, Niflheim, um it's Niflheim, Nibble? Right, or Nibbleheim? Nibbleheim. I, Nibelheim, right? Nibelheim. 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 I Here's the thing. I will probably butcher the pronunciation of everything, <laughs> sure. because uh, I have, like... 10 year old Cameron's brain was pronounced things as he read them. And Listen, so.
6: Cameron, no one here said it's Mako. Nobody. Nobody. No <laughs> one here said Nobody. Everyone here said Mako.
0: And they're stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> it, it, and we have to live with it. It makes you feel better. Um, no, they're just going to so... release a Mako edition. Oh, sorry.
5: Fuck! No, no. I was going to say, if it makes you feel right better. On. So.
2: Yeah, so I think probably the biggest thing for me is that. Um, In tandem to the burning um, that happens, there's also the, uh, there's like your return there and like how eerie and weird that is to like explore it for the second time. Yeah. And like the vast differences where you're like, wait, what's happening here? And it's one of those big key turning point moments where you realize things aren't just what they seem.
6: Yeah. I I got I mean, I, my, my one would probably take us into the, the Barrett. Yeah, uh, the, the only
8: the one no I have Barrett is like a zone. huge spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah.
0: save those for the uh, Barrett-free zone. What were you saying, Jess? I know you wanted to say something.
5: Oh, oh no, I was just making a joke. I was just going to say that if it makes you feel better, um, when I was a kid, I always thought it was Tifa. And so when the voice acting came in and I heard Tifa, I was like, what the fuck? And she's my wife. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, way. Way. i knew
6: a few tiffas i was a uh, i was a tiffa when i was very young so i get it
2: yeah i just uh, i was told it's tifa when i first saw somebody play it and i was like well, cool. it makes
6: i played sense kingdom march like, 2 and that's where
0: i found out same here yeah. 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 i always I was thought it was kid. clued clued <laughs> 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 that's clued. only in uh the european regions yeah, ah. <laughs>
6: and it's actually C L O D. There's no U. It's weird. It's <laughs> uh, the opposite. I, I guess it makes oh, everyone Canadian a Canadian
0: people. People. <laughs> Clued.
6: My name's Clued.
5: Um, I exactly. will Clued also Street. <laughs> say for another uh, part of that game that I am obsessed with um, is Vincent's whole backstory. The Vincent. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, Hojo. In like so Hojo's heard, a whole ho. I've heard that they Twitter ranted about this <laughs> recently, so yes, yeah, same. Yeah. Oh. No, okay,
8: yeah,
6: so.
0: at Jess specifically. <laughs> oh, <it>? <laughs> they recreated oh, wait, him pretty wait, good. Yes, though. I know, I he do. looks creepy as hell. Oh, Joe, yeah, yeah he does. from what they've shown. So
5: But, no, I'm um. so... Because I've heard that they're making less things optional, which, like, that's when I... I just had a friend who played through all of Final Fantasy VII, and I had to, like, specifically tell him, like, okay, make sure you go to the waterfall, and, like, this scene happens, and, like, you just, like, walk through, and then, like... He was like, I still just feel like I'm missing pieces. And I was like, okay. And like, sat down and like explained the whole dynamic and stuff like that. And he's like, well, why isn't that in the fucking game? And I'm like, listen, it kind of is.
2: Because they saved it for Dirge of Service. Sur- yeah, Stop that's off <laughs> right of all now. time. Stop, <laughs> Stop that And, right and
0: uh, before Crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know, yeah. Or Crisis like, core. crisis co- Crisis Core. Crisis yeah. Core
3: is good. That's a good thing.
0: Uh, it's before so Crisis, crisis was good. the weird, uh,. Mobile game. Yeah,
8: you know, that was the Roman the Reno the and Jude game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. You say that's weird. I say it, it was brilliant. Also, well, it never released. If you ever look States. through the wiki on that, it's a wild game. Have y'all ever watched wild, yeah.
5: Final Crisis?
6: I have actually. actually. Yeah, so good.
5: Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, I don't know. I had to like sit down and like make him engage with all of the stuff so that he like got it all. Um, but I hope that more of that's in the actual game because that whole mm. subplot is. A meat, like chef's
6: kiss I think it it will be I think yeah. like game two will have a whole lot about like Sephiroth's backstory which Vincent ties into a lot mm-hmm. so I think yeah they'll they'll do that
2: I think Alex were you the one that said a John Wick style like flashback Vincent flashback scene Vincent? with
6: with him when he was like in his prime I oh, god I hope so, so
0: where you get oh, to play so
6: you get to play as it and Oof. it's you as a third-person shoot
0: third-person shooter just
6: like blasting people Oh, I think
0: yes. putting Vincent in a third person shooter would give people flashbacks. I, I don't think they want to go that route. <laughs> I just mean like
6: how he plays might be. If they made it so a real fucking third person shooter, maybe. Yeah.
8: yeah, exactly. I and need with a new real gag song for that part. <laughs> every oh, song. Back. I'm here for that. <laughs> I don't
2: like. I will not stand for anybody to like be bad mouthing any of that gack insert stuff because it was the best. <laughs> that was the best part of the game
3: was the gack inserts.
2: G- uh, gack inserts the gack song for Dirge of Cerberus and everything like unparalleled. Like this is so key. Like era like 2006 2007. Like, I was so into all of this. I used to
5: watch so many Dirge of Cerberus uh, AMVs. So many. So, So Barrett,
8: Barrett, let
6: me tell you, there was a game, it came out on PS2 called Dirge of Cerberus, where he played as Vincent, right? And in it, Cloud shows up in the first 10 minutes, and he's like... I, I think you got this. Red type on the motorcycle, and you're like, oh! And then it ends because it's bad after that.
0: Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> It's <a> strange, <laughs> really bad after that. shooter, tunnel, rail. But then everybody's back, back at the end cutscene.
6: But you remember at the end of Devil May Cry 4 where you're basically fighting the giant monster Oh, yeah, that the size is of the, city. the boss Ima- fight. Imagine... Yes. Th- Imagine that, but Midgar and its Omega Weapon, <laughs> and like that's literally the end. It's of so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only like part I remember fondly about that game. <laughs> when Vincent's
2: in full chaos war. Oh, hell yeah! Oh my god, so 100% good. It Vince was one
8: hundred percent fan service, it was a hundred percent. I loved it.
3: How can we yeah, make more money team. off of
9: Seven? Put a gun in it.
3: Let Vincent go <laughs> run wild.
9: <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe it came out right around the time of the movie. Yeah. So that children, was it was kind of like a whole Final Fantasy event. This was yeah, Shadow yeah. the Hedgehog era, it was where everything oh, had guns.
0: Wasn't it like <laughs> the compilation of Final Fantasy seven? Like Yeah, Square the Final tried, Fantasy seven yeah, compilation. That was it. Like where yeah. they just put everything under an umbrella and it's like, we're just gonna turn this into a fucking universe and it's gonna be crazy and we're gonna uh, guns. I love your Vince man voice. We're just right throwing now. a I <laughs> oh, guess
6: what Then they did it again With yeah. Final Fantasy 13 And then they did it again Ugh. With Final Fantasy 15 Dude Like what are they
0: doing
3: 15 was like A whole ass anthology Of just everything Yeah like, Then they the did multiverse. like 12
6: DLCs And then they canceled Half of them
3: were Anyway
6: like, And then Tabata <laughs> left Square Enix It broke him. <laughs> 15 broke him God I
3: hope yeah. that man Does something great next Oh my god Yeah Me too
7: uh, one of my things that I'm looking forward to, uh, that I wanna make sure we jump in and talk about is Gold Saucer. Yeah. I've spent yes. so Ooh. many hours just yeah, stuck in Gold buddy. Saucer. That uh, music I'm excited oh, to hear. Hell yeah. I, I just wanna I wanna see the level of detail that we are seeing in Midgar, just Gold Saucer. That could just be remake part two and all, for all I care. It's just mm. hang out in Gold Saucer for the entire game.
6: Totally. Are you ready for gold points?
8: <laughs>
7: yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>
8: Yeah.
6: is the basketball game gonna come back? Am I gonna have to lose oh, sleep to this God. again?
7: It better, Alex. It better. No, I want
0: to have. I want to see what they do with the choke or the Moogle mating game.
8: Yeah, Mog's house. Oh,
5: yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. I, I just wanted to let <laughs> that little guy get laid.
0: Exactly. I just
6: want this Moogle to have <laughs> sex. <laughs> These I weird, freaky-looking new Moogles. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. They honestly, and again, the, they just called the, the game battle. Game the battle arena, like I imagine, that's going to be a huge mm-hmm. thing. They put a lot of time into, and yeah. and has like a whole bunch, a whole system built around it. I'm excited to see what that looks like.
7: It's basically yeah. like David Busters before David Busters. <laughs> yeah, but
6: in a video game.
7: Yeah, are you guys ready to go on a date with Barrett?
2: Woo, yeah. buddy!
6: Bar- Bar- Barrett Courtney knows I've been ready for
8: this since the <laughs> day I was fucking <laughs> born. <laughs> I don't even know if
5: Barrett will fit into the little like gondola now. He's, he's yeah. They'll make
0: the big gondola boy. bigger. They ha- they can afford more polygons. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's a real gondola now. Um, yes. I'm excited to go on the on the date with Tifa and screw all you non canon sidetrack mm. ponies, that's all
0: I'm saying. Throw you all aside.
8: High five, Alex. I guarantee
0: by the end of uh remake I'm going to wish I could take Jesse on a gondola ride. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I bet. think Jesse's gonna be best <laughs> girl <laughs> by the end of the remake. Yeah. Or Partly I mean, through the
6: remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that goes.
2: I'm very curious. sad, and it's going to break us. We're all going to be broken. I'm, I'm by looking the end forward part to the, I'm looking forward to the nerd tears on Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs>
6: I love this nerd tears. We're all going to be crying when Horrors. whatever happens in remake part two happens. So um, we'll be broken.
5: You know what I love? Go I'm ahead, Jess. To. Mm-hmm. the Turks because i'm obsessed with the turks i love elena i love reno i love rude i love Sang. like i am so excited to see those guys um i don't know they were always like kind of my favorite anti-heroes and like one of my favorite interactions in that whole game is when you meet up with them in wu tai and you're like oh thank you and they're like thank
3: you we're off the clock it's just the best yeah It just Wu-tai shows that these is, are people and they have a job to do but at the same time they're like oh you uh well they're n- not,
9: not in now. this privatized not war, now. you know like, yeah, and Hojo's on the mm-hmm. and, you know there's a spot where Hojo's on the beach and he's just surrounded by girls and doesn't want to talk to you <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: But no. that, I will say mugs. I've never been a fan of the Turks. What? The only Turk I like is Vincent. I'm a huge say, fan of the Turks. Yeah.
4: They're my favorite part of that they game. Have the, I, love I love the them. Turks. Like yeah, they, I love the Turks.
5: They're part
8: of what makes that game for me. I love the Turks and their theme song is so good. The yeah,
6: the oh, music a, I'm, I have not heard remake oh, Turk yeah. music and I'm real excited. Well, I think too.
8: they
3: they'd kind of teased at it in one of the trailers with them when they introduced Reno. Mm-hmm. It was there for mm-hmm. a hot second, but it's not like. The it's theme is not the, thing, not the you know? thing that we want to hear in
4: game. Where we're like, "Oh shit, look at him!" No,
2: actually, let me rephrase that. I do like the Turks. I don't like Reno. I consider the Turks to be That's incredibly okay.
4: important, right? Because they they are like a a representation of like a government body that acts like a government body in every way that government bodies act. Like they are mm-hmm. secret. They are quote unquote elite. They're also like completely incompetent. And you you always mm-hmm. wonder, like, how can <laughs> so much money, how can such a large sort of institutional operation fund something that never works this way? Like, and it reminds me a lot of Control, which I've been playing again. That, like, mm-hmm. the, just because the government has its finger on a pulse, just because it knows this thing exists and it's trying its hardest to sort of, like, understand all of it, doesn't mean it knows anything about anything. Like, the harder it tries, yeah. like, the worse it is at it. And the, trunk, uh, the Turks are 100% that, like... They, they come across this shit in the crater, and Shinral's like, we should take that. And Sang's like, okay. And they try. <laughs> and
8: the,
4: the best they can do is lose Sephiroth and chase him around the world with you. And then try to stop you and fail every single time they try.
0: Where in the world is Sephiroth, man? Just give him a red... Uh, red hat and a red coat. And like boom. if Shinra is supposed to
4: represent like quiz show. like corporate sort of greed and overrun and overpollution pollution and sort of overproduction and, and dominance at, at its like most I don't know scary, then the Turks are like government watch at its most ridiculous.
8: Yeah. like even
5: they're, the they're people like, who work for the Turks, like they're not emotionally. No, they're like this is a the job. I like- clock no. in,
4: I yeah. show up.
0: Yeah. No. I <laughs> like ass, and then I leave. Like the, the Turks yeah, are the pass. most relatable characters. Like but they literally are like, shooting really
4: at really you, you know, hours before you meet them on the beach, and they don't give a fuck about you. <laughs>
6: mm. Yeah, and and like Reno and and Rude, anytime that you roll up to them, they're like i yeah. got time for this shit <laughs> like we're, yeah,
8: just, we're just
4: really gonna busy go, like... you showed up yeah
6: so i'm just gonna go be busy again
0: now i just hope yeah, reno does less weird things with his tongue
8: he's a he's a walking advertiser stuff. yeah
0: yeah
4: <laughs> for, for being Listen, like, like edgy? whatever you're into <laughs> he gets off work soon
3: get, got his buttons open chest <laughs> exposed you know, just kind of got to let it flaunt a little
0: bit. Got to show off that freshly waxed chest.
5: One of the best lines in the game, though, is Reno's. that don't step on the flowers.
3: That, so yes. Good. So yep. good. Yeah. Yeah. But you right just right stepped over. on those, too. It's just like, <laughs> yep, nope, I'm telling you what to do. Whatever, man.
6: Yeah. Uh, no, totally. And I, I, I like that the, the Turks are kind of like a privatized, like, mafia almost. And... They they like that Wu Tai sub- side quest is like one of the best parts of that game for sure. Yeah. Don Cornio mm-hmm. Corneo yeah. comes back, uh, and we we kind of get a lot of a lot of great moments with those characters. And Yuffie Yuffie's great.
3: Yuffie get becoming an actual character at that point. Yes,
0: here's hoping. Yeah. All right, Barry, I'm going to spoil this game. I'm for you am yeah. anxious to see what they.
6: All right, Barry, get out of here. Barry yeah, Reynolds is like now
0: it's
4: time. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to talk. <laughs> I want to know what Jared says like, first. That's there's only one like really standout moment that I, I keep with me the yeah. since mm-hmm. that game sort of happened. And it's that you don't even know that, or you don't recognize that Sephiroth isn't actually there until the end of the game. Where he's mm-hmm. only, he's been in the yeah. crater the entire time. And you've just been chasing yeah. around the world based on visions. And that Cloud's a completely unreliable yeah. narrator because he has no idea what his memories are. <laughs>
6: Right. And and in Jenova. But like that moment yeah. when when Cloud gives Sephiroth the black materia, right? And like that like very you finally see Sephiroth this whole time. Uh it's it's like and he's hanging like above everyone. Like again, like this kind of very like Jesus like figure. Um it is like this very and I I like that too that that scene, like Cloud is like floating in the air and it's mm-hmm. it's very surrealist. Like, I don't know how they're going to interpret a lot of, like, these really weird scenes. Like, when Sid is hitting, like, his partner and everything. Like, these things that were just supposed to be kind of, like, exaggerative ways to display these characters. Like, how are they going to reinterpret those in, in Remake is really exciting. Even in the scene with um, And then, Cloud tied and... onto that... Oh, go for it.
5: Oh, and I say, with, when uh, Cloud hands over the black Materia, he, like, beats the shit out of Eris beforehand. Yeah. He's, like... Well,
6: in, in the... In, in in that's that's like when when Eris, uh dies and he like holds his sword above her head and No, there's a yeah, separate part.
5: There's a yeah. part where he hands it over and he like is on top of her and he's just like pow 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 like
6: Oh, that yeah, that's like when the like the the um temple gets gets collapsed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's
2: Yeah, that's when Cloud hands over the black material. Ooh, that's
6: temple.
3: That that entire scene is about to be a trip, just going through the maze. Mm. Oh, oh I'm talking about. Man, the, I want to see other, the old the uh, purple wizard
0: dude. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what he looks like. Yeah, <laughs> the little guy in the that you have of to chase.
9: Yeah. yeah.
6: No, like the the scene I always talk about, like, and I, the, it's like the the monumental scene, the biggest spoilery scene for me that I love. It's the thing I can't wait to see is like when Tifa goes in the live stream with with Cloud and mm-hmm. that, like puts him back yeah, together. Yeah, that's mine too. Uh, and yeah. like he, he's this broken human that we've like learned is like actually just really kind of feeble and, and broken and we have to save him. Like that, that's such a powerful moment for Tifa, it's such a powerful moment for Cloud and like it's super emotional like it, it's like this very like you know you're in that Nibelheim like reconstruction mosaic almost and and you're, you're yeah, I mean, putting it, all these
9: pieces together. No, that's, it's, it's, it's also fair. a complete shock reveal because the character you think you've known for like 60 hours isn't that character at all. Right, you go throughout
3: the game playing as a badass and just gaining all these new skills, all these new powers, and then just to find out that oh, everything's a lie. That's not you. I I think You're actually kind of (laughs) in.
2: I think that's when you revisit uh, Niflheim again in uh at like, when you revisit it in person after the flashback Mm -hmm. in the inn. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're going to visit for the first time, and nobody there knows Cloud, <laughs> yeah, and it it brings up for the first time that Cloud is possibly an unreliable narrator, yeah. Um, but it also brings the question: Well, why does it like why, how is this town still here?
6: Yeah, and they're...
2: the only thing that is a remnant of the actual place that burned down is the manor. That's it, and so the way that this is, like, it's supposed to be a return to your hometown, and normally when you return to your hometown in RPG games, you get met, people are like, oh, it's so good to see you, or they're like, oh, why are you here? You're, like, you're a bad guy, depending on the RPG you play, but here it's, people are just not interested in talking to you. They don't know who you are. And it's a surreal moment, especially when you find out that Will Cloud was there in that Mm -hmm. flashback. He was just not the person he said he was in that flashback. Can yeah. I just... And Which- it, brings into, it brings up Zack. And the sprinkling of what, like, the character of Zack from the beginning of the game, from the moment you meet Aerith, all the way to you meet Zack's parents. Yeah. To all the way till you get this revelation that Zack was Cloud's best friend in Soldier and saved his, like, basically, like, Zack is everything Cloud was trying to be. And then after that revelation, it's Cloud starts establishing himself as a character, which is nuts
0: to do 60 hours into a game. Yeah. Can I just say, I really hope they address like why Tifa just doesn't call Cloud on his bullshit. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they, they kind Because of how does, does he know game? all this stuff if he wasn't there? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. but I mean, Tifa would be like, you weren't leading the group. It was, Sephiroth is some black-haired dude. I mean, but she, here's the thing:
2: she didn't know he was there either. Like that's no, an important but thing to notice when Cloud hid his identity from her when he went back to Nibelheim. No, she that's was cool, just, but she like, was
6: just scared. She like she didn't understand. What she was anxious. About. Yeah, she didn't
2: understand understand thing how thing does, too, yeah. Here's the thing: he's talking about things like he was there without her knowing. Like her knowing he wasn't actually.
9: But she
6: there. doesn't know how he could know these things.
9: Yeah, how could he know this if he wasn't? So she there? starts like, to believe is, the lie. Like that's like yeah. the, the kind of conceit of it all. Yeah, but I, she, mean, I thought it was. I thought it was mentioned in the game that you know she knew that what he was saying wasn't true, but she was keeping an eye on him just to make sure that you know he didn't do anything really crazy. I
6: it 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 is when she like when they get to the impact crater for the first time and like Cloud Sephiroth shows him the truth and Tifa's like, mm-hmm. don't listen to this, don't don't watch this, don't look at this, and it's like really unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that definitely is addressed.
5: Yeah, I was. Gonna say, I know. I'm I just
6: like hoping it,
0: it's. <clears throat> a good. Go ahead.
5: Oh, no, no, I, I feel like it is the dress, and it's one of those things to where, like, I think that she, as, you know, his childhood best friend and just, like, somebody who's always really cared about him, probably, like, the one person around who still, like, has that really deep connection to him. I think it was more just, like, she was afraid of, like, what was going on with him and kind of recognized that there was something there. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily she just didn't know or she was just going along with it. I think it was more, like... She knew there was something fundamentally wrong with how he was like reimagining these situations, and rather than calling him out and making him look incompetent in front of an entire team, she kind of kept it more privately and was kind of I don't know. But I, I I'll also just defend yeah. Tifa and her actions to the end. So. Well, I think it's no, totally, right. You don't,
4: you. Yeah calling him out isn't just like an embarrassing thing like I don't know what the effect this will have on him because he believes yeah, this was he real. he believes yeah. this. He's yeah.
3: very confident yeah. in everything he's talking about and she knows what, what's real and what's different with what he's saying even with the initial Nibelheim um, flashback she mentions like oh you went in my room when how did you know this happened because that's something yeah, that only you know that she happened? would know yeah. so how does Cloud do yeah. So. and
6: like that's that i always i always interpret it as that too just like that she was like kind of like there was some lingering fear that mm-hmm. that kind of pushed her into that mm-hmm. because when everything goes down and you know it, it's we you find cloud all fucked up from the the mako overdose she takes a responsibility. She's like, I'm gonna stay with him. Like, I'm gonna, f- like, whatever is going on. Like, I, if I, if me not saying something sooner is why this happened, then I'm going to do whatever I can to fix this. And that's why I think she takes the responsibility and goes into the live stream to save him. Mm-hmm. And even uh, yeah. when she, I, I also
2: like, think that. Yeah.
5: I, I would Go ahead, say, Jess. Even when she is kind of reassembling too, it's not like this forceful like. Cloud, that didn't happen it's more like dot 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 like i'm not so sure like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's, it's always let's find the truth together yeah type exactly thing. it's a very yeah. hesitant and like gentle kind of waking up rather than just like hey you're fucking lying you know and like yeah I think that's exactly kind of just who she is as a person
2: yes totally. and i think it's also important to note that um at this point in the game like it's really like i think people oftentimes forget because there's so much in that game but tifa and cloud are all they have like they're they're all each other has outside of like their group of friends their parents are both like both their parents are dead um they're like everybody that they knew growing up is dead uh their town burned to the ground and now is like a fake town filled with imposters shinra employees um like this entire thing is like they're alone in the world and they only have each other it's not just like oh, this is my childhood best friend. Is mm-hmm. this is the only link I have to the past to know yes, my past is real. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like something is wrong with this town. Something is wrong with like whatever is happening here is not real. But our our town, our youth, our story growing up is real. And they have that. Outside of that, they have nothing to, like connects them to their past.
8: Yeah. So. Well, I think I would like for- to. S-
5: cloud like Tifa's his anchor you know and I think that's part of it mm-hmm. too is she recognizes like that she does kind of play that role for him and so I think she tries her best throughout the entire game to not really cause more trauma than what's already there and I mean even for her too I mean she saw yeah. some shit you know like she was stabbed yeah mm-hmm. she saw her whole family yeah like, she
6: hey. almost died like st- yeah, her dad was murdered in front yeah, of her. Yeah. <laughs> like it was not an easy time. And I, I will say, like, I like kinda of going off what you're saying, Jess, like I like that what something that brings the all the characters in this game forward is like they all have an anchor, right? Like uh like uh Vincent has Lucretia and, and Barrett has Marlene and, and uh Yuffie has her father, uh Nanaki has uh Bokenhagen, uh like you know, like everyone has somebody that that they kind of need and they lean on and that, that gives them the thing that they need to fight for in this world and it, mm-hmm. it, it's what brings that all together at the end for yeah. sure
5: And that's my a, main <coughs> oh no go, go ahead. ahead oh okay I was just gonna say and that's kind uh, of like the scene under the airship like the night before you know mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah each other and everybody kind of goes like in this game, it's not just like, we're saving the planet because we have a moral obligation. It's like, we're saving the planet because we have people we love who we need to protect. And, like, there's just something that's, like, so real about that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, My main, not issue, but what I would like to see them do more in the remake, specifically with the uh, kind of the backstory Cloud tells everybody in the end right after they leave Midgar, is I would love a scene where Maybe after everyone's gone to bed, like Tifa pulls Cloud aside and just kind of talks to him a little. Not call him out in front of anyone, but just maybe start seeing Asking like, questions. Maybe. Asking like, questions. A little bit it more was, on things. That was my main issue. Like, he was saying all this right off the bat and she didn't say anything and nothing came. And I completely agree that I wouldn't want her to just call him out or anything, but I would like. I would have liked her to start being like. Hey, let's talk. Be like, so what? What do you remember? Or this is what and happened. She
3: does this at certain points too. Like there are yeah. times when she just kind of turns oh. to Cloud, like, "Hey, are you okay?"
0: Yeah. And just kind of. Oh, boom. I know. Yeah. Oh, I know she wrong. does. Oh, I know she does. I just mm-hmm. would like to see it kind of start happening with the first big. Ec- well, granted, we don't know if we already know with the remake, they're gonna start incorporating some of the burning of Nibelheim in this game. So mm-hmm. I, it could be handled completely differently. But I would just like for her to maybe start trying to figure out or piecing that together or talking to them a bit that because their accounts are so different or relatively different. Um, yeah. That's, that's m- more my uh, angle that I was approaching or would uh, like to see it. I totally so. agree. I'd it love to be, see it'd that. Be mm-hmm. Cool.
8: Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to see that.
6: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Totally, oh, And I can imagine address. just, like, scene.
5: We're, well, actually, we're talking Do more adjust. about fears later on, right? Like, fears with how they're redoing it.
0: Fears and just, like, what we hope for the entire remake series. Yeah, that's the I'll, that's I'll, what will come.
5: I'll address it later then, one of the things that uh, mm. I'm, I guess, like, potentially scared about. Uh, I only have one more, like, moment that really mm. stands out to me because I remember sure. this was, like, a game-changing moment. Um, when you are captured in the Shinra building and you wake mm. up in the morning and the doors are open and there's
8: just the trail of blood and that creepy ass oh, song. Yeah. Kicks in.
9: yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, dude.
8: Yeah. Yes. I got chills just thinking about it and how they can incorporate it. Yeah.
5: The sword, like, through him. Oh, my God. That whole mm-hmm. thing is just like. Because you realize, like, you think that you're fighting this one fight, right? And then that night happens and you realize, like, oh, shit, this is bigger than what we're doing.
9: Yeah. That, that that whole area is creepy where, you know, you look in the container and you see the headless alien, mm. and then, you know, it's gone. And, um, yeah, that whole building sequence is just a creepy area. Oh, yeah.
2: It's great. Well, like... um, and then immediately after you meet Rufus, who is just this awesome character who just swoops in and is just like, yeah, I'm the son. I'm next president. Mm, I see what happened here. Okay, cool. I'm going to kill you now.
6: Mm. Yeah, just the worst. I love Rufus so much, god. Uh,
2: he's the he's the absolute worst person, but you got to love him. You got to love
3: him, dude. <laughs> he's confident in what he does. Exactly. When he
2: stares when he stares down the weapon, Emerald weapon as it's coming onto land and he's just like staring it down from the Mako cannon.
3: That's what I was oh, yeah. going to mention is just the introduction of once oh, the weapons? The weapons, like, seeing Whoa. that take place. For me, that was the thing that I did not know going through it. And I was like, what is happening? Mm. This is crazy. And I'm, that's where the, like, 1997 flash really came to me of, like, how did they do this? These <laughs> giant monsters just flying every which way. And then the story that they give behind them, I'm, Like I that's what I'm looking forward to them. Trying to flesh out and really going balls to the walls to see... Like, we've already gotten a glimpse of Ruby Weapon with Final Fantasy XIV, but see how they do all the different weapons just kind of sp- out in the world.
6: Um, I'm excited
5: oof. to see it's about to be world and the underwater
8: parts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
6: yeah. Ruby
5: in the desert? Yeah. I'm excited for yeah.
0: that. Should we? Yeah.
6: Talked talk to Nubishin about vehicles yeah. recently. <laughs> I'm like, I
2: have no idea how that's going to work at all.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, oh, we'll see.
0: Should we bring Barrett How's back that, in?
8: How's that map uh, going to work now?
6: Yeah. Barrett should be let us be let back in the zone.
0: We are into our hopes and fears of the remake series going forward. now this will not focus solely on the first remake game but uh, the remake in general uh, the remake series we'll call it. so um, what are everyone what's everyone hoping to see? what do people hope happen in the remake series?
3: I mini uh, games w- are fun. <laughs> I hope fun the games <laughs> are
0: good
6: and fun and great. <laughs> um, I I was talking to, i I feel like Scott, you and I talked about this like i I've, I've, I've had this conversation with multiple people, but like what I like about the 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 benefit of there being multiple games here is that the games can improve in a similar way that sequels improve on one another. um and that means like by the time we get that last fight, right and then like a very iconic fight and it's bombastic and crazy. by the time we get there, my hope is that we have refined the Final Fantasy 7 remake combat mechanics down to like a fine tooth comb right like we've seen the benefits of years of, of seeing how these work and how to balance them and, and the response to this so like I'm hoping that they allow themselves to kind of make those, those big jumps between games uh, of like alright maybe if the second game is more an open world game you'll be able to jump right it'll make more sense that you can jump right I, I don't think it's a bad thing that you can't in this first one but like it does stand out Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm, I'm hoping like more subtle stuff like that 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 they will take the time to like make this better as as they go on instead of just kind of like we have to get this out and and let's let's kind of put the same bare bones into each of these things and, and get them done. You know?
0: Yeah.
5: I think that my biggest hope, and it's also it kind of ties into my biggest fear, is I hope that they make this game. And this is weird me saying this because I'm like a, I. I'm a nerd and I know way too much about this game and I'm a long time fan, but I hope they make this game extremely accessible and satisfying for people who have never played it before. Um, I really Mm. hope and it's something that I'm nervous about because we've already seen so many of like Cloud having those little like wincing pain, flashbacky type moments. Um, I don't mm-hmm. want them to reveal anything too soon for the sake of fans being like, oh, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to yeah. be something yeah. where somebody who doesn't know what's going on isn't going to be slapped over the face repeatedly with like, ah, there's something more here that you're not getting.
8: Mm-hmm. Totally. I
5: think
0: that's
2: why I am hesitant to agree with, um, I'm going to keep this vague. Uh, with what Scott was saying He wanted kind of in the spoiler At the tail of the spoiler section mm-hmm. I don't want that kind of conversation to happen Because I want it to I don't want that many bread breadcrumbs exactly. up front
3: I want the veil of mystery yeah. to still be there yeah.
2: yeah, I want that I want that thin, thin line of breadcrumbs They gave in the original game To these incredibly cool moments But my biggest hope is that Um uh, as we've seen from the character models so far that they continue being um, gorgeous and beautiful, especially with Vincent. I want Vincent to be the most beautiful. Vincent's like, gonna be so hot unearthly y'all. He's gonna be so hot. I <laughs> want him to be so so un like almost unbelievably hot. He's gonna like, be so emo if, too. In, with even within all of these like extremely good looking character models that they've built, I want Vincent to look so good. That it's almost
5: unrealistic. It's
8: getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> his golden I
2: want the rivets in those golden gauntlets to be fully rendered, 4K. Just like I am so ready. And also make all of his limit break monsters hot as well. And
6: like cool. Like play like cool. completely differently. You know, like.
2: Oh my gosh. Flying around. beast, make it look like it did in Dirge of Cerberus, but it's just sexier. That's all you got to do. Just like hot. Just throw out, you know? like Frankenstein, piece, right? Frankenstein one. Sexy. <laughs> Jason Voorhees, make him sexy. Yeah. Give us a sexy Jason Voorhees. Just make him and hot. Make chaos. Just make it a little bit hotter than it was in Dirge of Cerberus and we'll I be fine. I hope
5: that Yuffie has These are the things. I hope are. Yuffie has vagina bones.
2: Wow, what <laughs> the fuck? <You> know, what <laughs> an
6: incredibly specific yeah. thing to say. I love <laughs> you, Jess. I miss you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure at this point.
0: Oh, <laughs> t- Wait, was that Jared? Oh, it wasn't? It wasn't oh, me. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give the people vagina bones, damn it. Yeah, that's what wow the people want, clearly.
2: Bones. Give Give this teen girl her vagina, <laughs> yes, Jesus. vagina poor, bones. Jesus. Vagina bones
0: 2024.
5: I don't know um so I was really involved in um uh, <laughs> the the Final Fantasy fan fiction <laughs> arena oh, yeah, I, couldn't, oh. I couldn't tell actually oh. um, oh. Did you guys Where know, is that archive? Did you know tell me that a wh- very popular pairing is Yuffie and Vincent? How do you guys feel about that? Bad. I feel bad no, because I feel, because they're
6: I
0: feel illegal.
2: <laughs> mm, I think uh I think it's one of those like
5: <laughs> Open up! <laughs> yeah, Door that's like crash. A super, It's a super popular ship. There's also a lot of Tifa Vincent, which I could get behind because they're both like emotional. 100%. Got it.
8: Raven if Dare I was Beauty's. an optional
6: character, would they stick me with Yuffie too? Jesus. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> Damn. Uh, man, yeah. for me, I'm just hoping we get like the weapon fights are epic. Like I want yes. really good
3: so. super bosses. That's the bombast I need in life. Holy crap. 15 let me down, Oof.
0: teasing them in the movie, and then the weapons not being present in the game. I need <sighs> oh, weapons. They'll,
5: they'll totally be present. They're not going to take those out.
0: I, yeah, they'll be there, yeah.
2: Here's the thing, as long as Nomura doesn't get pulled off the project, <laughs> they will be I, there. I think yeah.
5: regardless, I don't think that there's any way they could take those guys <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, it's too um,
9: iconic in no, no. the
5: game.
6: Yeah, you think of, like, Sapphire Weapon hitting up Junon Harbor, like, that moment. Yeah,
8: like,
0: yeah. It's Give too me iconic. more weapons. Give me, like, Quartz Weapon and Onyx <laughs> and... Copper Weapon. Opal Weapon. <laughs> Opal Weapons I
2: mean saying, now we're, we're just not gonna get Omega, We're games. not going to get Omega Weapon or Chaos Weapon, so until the sequel, so there you yeah, go.
6: Yeah, until they do a uh, Dirge of Cerberus remake, mm. part
9: one, two, and oh, three. do Don't
2: even, don't even joke <laughs> about yeah, that. One, it. two, and three. Stop Dirge it right Dirge of Cerberus, now. one,
8: two, and three,
9: No. <laughs>
2: stop. Alex, I can only get
8: so right. aroused. <laughs> <laughs> oh
6: my God, yes, let's go, y'all. <laughs> runs away.
8: Speaking of
5: weapons, I have a question for everybody. Yeah. In the original series, the ultimate weapons were kind of a bitch, and unless you had the strategy guide, you it was very hard to figure out where all of them were. Do you hope they make finding ultimate weapons for all the characters more obvious?
9: No. 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 No.
8: No. Let them be but as vague I, as possible. Maybe I would I would bitch. like
2: if like, for example, some ultimate weapons are unique in that um for example, Vincent's death penalty. Mm. Yeah. Um his death penalty rifle is uh like that has like a death mechanic associated with it, like how many monsters has Vincent mm-hmm. killed? or, cre- like, anybody that Vincent has killed, and then it increases its damage output mm. um, to the point where it becomes, like, the most powerful, like, like foul standard attack Tales weapon in the, the abyss. game.
0: Mm.
8: Um, mm.
2: If there was a better explanation, like, a counter for it, that would be nice. Like, if there were, like, so there's other weapons that are like that, too, that if they could, like, give actually explanations behind it and not just, like, you read about it on the internet years mm. later, that'd be great.
6: I think, like, it it really depends, too. Like, are the ultimate weapons going to unlock some new combat ability? Because by game three, that that could be possible, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. but I would say that you're not going to see something like Tifa's ultimate weapon where you'll be able to miss it. Um, But I think you will... The games like are going to be more linear,
9: so I think they're going to they're going to put those a little bit more in front of you than they were. Yeah, I mean, it, mm-hmm. I think you won't. Yeah, have it's glory. it's somewhat memorable in Final Fantasy games, like having to find those ultimate weapons and doing the crazy tasks that they entail.
7: Yeah,
0: craft them. Yeah, totally. Dodging a
9: hundred. Yeah, that's what I was thinking struggles. about. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. GSD yeah, I think
7: just struck.
6: Yeah, I think getting them okay. is just going to feel more modern. Yeah. It's not going to necessarily be easier. You know,
0: mm-hmm. it's probably going to be some crazy crafting thing you have to do
8: yeah oh god Uh, no keep crafting out of final Uh, fantasy 7 it's
6: part of the cooking mini game that they introduce in remake part (laughs) 2
8: i might do that complete this
0: card game and i will if you beat me in this children's card game i will reward you with a sword that can cut through dimensions (laughs) (laughs) sounds fair triple triad somehow makes its way in hey triple triad's in 14's uh, golden saucer just saying yeah
7: no, uh, Speak about should... leveling. Yeah, it's good. What? Where? Where are we thinking the cutoff is after this first I, remake?
3: That's that's where my hope is yeah. as far as I want. As far as the first part to end, it's either is going to be right there at the end of Midgard or I really want to at least let them get to, um, Calm. 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 Yeah. Just so we can get, once they exit out of Midgard, just to get the musical bombast of once you enter, like, the open yeah, world. Yeah, the, the way yeah, I totally. kind right. of
9: imagine it is, you know, you're going to be done with the motorcycle scene. Um, and then you're going to be at, like, the edge of the dome and they'll be looking out mm-hmm. and then that'll be it. Um, I, I, I don't think, like, they'll set foot in the open world but, like, you'll see it yeah here's That's what i, I want, got it though. like
6: <laughs> i know exactly how it's gonna happen i'm gonna tell it to you guys now and in a week you're gonna be like damn alex was so fucking right <laughs> it's you're gonna get to the end you're gonna we're, we've seen that shot it's not gonna be the last shot but we've seen that shot of them looking out right and then it's gonna like in a in an anime ending credits type way it's gonna show like them like getting the phs like the phone out and like getting each other's numbers sitting inside of Midgar and then it's going to show them split into two groups and Damn like, it, and that sounds good going <laughs> through a world and like you're going to see like these shots of this huge world and the three of them like talking and it, the credits are rolling through and you see the blue sky it's amazing and you're like god I wish I could play this I guess I'll wait three years whatever ten years and then it end credits it cuts to black comes back up and they it shows them all arriving at calm and it cuts to cloud and he's like there's something I need to tell you all. And then cut to black. Ooh, and that's how it right ends. Right
3: before the story. Okay. And then yeah. you see the
5: snake with the spear through it.
6: Yeah, <laughs> then you see the Midgar Zolom bisected by Sephiroth.
3: <laughs>
5: that
6: was the original
3: way I would have wanted it to end, but there's too much before that. It's too that, good. The, it's, it's, there's <laughs> too much. Like, the way it ends is they see that snake just just impaled, and that's 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 it oh, right that, there. It's like, yeah. oh, that's what we're going to fight. Mm this is what we're up against oh god like someone who did this. Sephiroth
2: split that open like the way a lot of people want him like want him to split it. Oh no. Oh god. (laughs) Wow.
6: (laughs) I'm curious uh, Barrett what you your biggest hopes and fears are.
1: I mean I hope the game is as good as you guys fucking said. It isn't. It won't be (laughs) I promise you. Prepare to be disappointed. Um, I I mean like I can't I can't can't comment much on, on story like I'm I'm after the demo i'm interested in these characters i'm i'm glad that i've waited this long to experience the story to um kind of feel the like um how cinematic this uh version of it is uh for the first time around the hopes that i have is uh really for for gameplay i guess because my the most recent final fantasy that i I played was 15 and there was a lot there that was promising but um was almost there like they're they're really close to making that combat feel really good but there was something that was always slightly off about it uh and so from what i've played of the demo of final fantasy 7 i don't know exactly like it's um it's action-based like 15 but there's uh, just little th- tweaks here and there that make it feel so much better and like include like when you add barrett to your team and you're going back and forth like i, I hope they can um I hope that momentum stays throughout the game uh, and throughout the series as a whole. Um, and it was already um, a little trying at first of like having to kind of take care of both Cloud and Barrett. And I know you're going to get more party members later on. So, like, I, I hope it doesn't become too much gameplay wise uh, just because, you know, we're interpreting this semi turn based battle system from the original one into this fully fledged kind of like. They have interpreted some of the old systems to fit into this more action style game, and so like I'm, I'm hopeful that just like I'm never. I, I'm sure I'm going to be overwhelmed at points, but I, I hope that it's never going to to lose me. Um, if if that makes any sense, just because mm-hmm. I feel like so many, uh, especially Fifteen, like lost me definitely with uh, with battle mechanics and and stuff, which sucks because I was interested in the world and story of Fifteen that. Just out, I think after like ten or so hours, it's like I, I can't play this anymore. Um, so this that's really what I'm hopeful for, and you know I'm I'm really hold, hoping that uh, you know Cloud and uh, Jesse get to date. I hope Cloud and Sephiroth <laughs> become best friends. Yeah, um, I thought you were gonna say you hope know, they get
0: to. Date. That's the happy ending.
9: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's the good end. You got to work really hard
9: for that one. You yeah, yeah, it.
1: yeah. Um, I have very realistic expectations for what the story is, um, and so yeah, I, I, I just hope the. From what I've played, I am um, not expecting a lot, but I'm more hopeful on the gameplay than I, I was 15. And I, I hope it just can keep me the entire time for at least this game. And I know like uh, things definitely change, like the, the more open world section after, after Midgar and whatnot. So naturally, th- things will have to change and evolve throughout the series. But I'm hoping that um, the part one of the remake will, will grab me the entire time. Oh, while, think, uh,
6: um, while the credits are playing, real quick, um, in my vision of the future, it's playing the, the open world theme. Yeah. Just, so, cause it's oh, yeah yes. just wanted to throw that in there. Go see, ahead.
0: I think, Uh-oh. for the closing, what they're going to do, they'll have the shot. They'll zoom down from the panel, or from the road. They'll look out and see the uh, scenery, like the world in front of them, and then they'll like, start walking into the sunset. And then that's when the world map music will play. And then it will fade to black, and then we'll get like a montage of things that happened during the game. And then they'll, like you were saying, Alex, we'll get a Marvel post credits end scene, or a Kingdom Hearts secret ending, which mm-hmm. will be, <laughs> which will be that calm, uh, calm scene you mentioned, where it's, yeah, yeah. I have something to tell
1: you. Yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll definitely. Um, I, I know I don't know too much, but especially with how the demo worked, where if you did like a. Uh, the tw- put 20 minutes on the timer or whatever for the for the bomb, you got the secret ending. So I imagine if there's any sort of post-credits, it's you're going to have to do some special things to be able to unlock it, very Kingdom Hearts-like. you know?
6: Beat it on hard mode, I imagine. They might unlock hard mode after you beat the game the first time, yeah. which would be cool. Yeah. I'd
1: do that. That sounds like fun, honestly. And then, uh, I Barrett, to your
3: points, when it comes to combat, I think the big part that hopefully 7 differentiates from 15... 15, there was a lot of stuff you didn't even need to use to get through the game there were yeah but the and like the way abilities. they presented it it mm-hmm. all felt exactly. like it was supposed
1: to be imp- important but it was like oh but you could go through it without matter.
3: doing anything and then yeah. seven's already like just from the demo incorporating just like here's what all of these things do so that you find that what they do can be important and help mm-hmm. you through the battle instead of it just being hold this button like i went through the entire game of 15 without doing any like the uh, tag combos like i uh, yeah it was unnecessary so 7's combat's already kind of explaining itself way better so we'll see I'm how that goes I'm curious
5: how they're going to do summons that's something that i they- am curious about did we
1: game. see one in a trailer we did, yeah. we've they, it. They they explain, yeah, they've they, explained they've yeah. explained how summons work if you but i'm it's still sim-
5: just like i don't know is it going to be the full cutscene each time kind of like in the original
8: games or it's like it how they like approached
0: controlled. uh final fantasy 12 or 13 mm-hmm. where it's like ai controlled and then they end oh. with their big cinematic
5: that's right. Um, yeah, but like you, they can, have you, their you own can do
6: bar. you can do special moves for them, and you can like issue them to do special moves, kind of like you do your party members when mm-hmm. you're not controlling them. No, that's right. I'm um, dumb.
5: I totally forgot that they did show that. Never mind. They yeah. They, they, yeah, they've if yeah. if
6: if you want to see that, that stuff is out there. But yeah. again, it it might be something you want to save until you see the final game. So,
0: speaking while we're on the topic of summons, do we think Bahamut will be three separate summons again, <laughs> or will there be a? S- Story, reason, or something you can do that will upgrade Bahamut.
5: Three separate. No, one
2: per game. No, I we're gonna separate. have five Bahamut. I or was two. like, we're gonna get more. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
6: we might get more. I we might get a fourth, but we're gonna get at least one per game. I think that's it'll it'll be it'll feel normal. I, I think.
2: Concur. Every character gets their own Bahamut. Yeah, every. So it's
6: Vincent turns Pokemon. into a Bahamut at the end. Bahamut chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Bahamut chaos. He's riding Bahamut into the final boss. I want a Sephiroth. Bahamut like, that Yo, bites a dragon. <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah, Bahamut, Bahamut actually. S- Bahamut summons another Bahamut when you summon one of them. Yeah. So Knights of the Round is about to be 20 forty-eight minutes, minutes long. long. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a full Metal Gear Solid Five cutscene or Metal Gear Solid Four cutscene. Excuse me.
3: No times three speed. You can't speed that up. You just gotta watch Sign it. No me one you want to use.
6: Yeah, I would. I'm very excited to see, like, yeah. Chocobo racing and, you know, <laughs> like, like, a mm. lot of very weird, specific things. that Snowboarding's probably... gonna be dope. Snowboarding, yeah, like... Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> like, what is that gonna look like? I'm
5: so excited for all I'm the ridiculous really... shit. The squat competition, oh, yeah. the snowboarding... The squat game <laughs> looks
6: so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it looks, so... Um, that's gonna it looks be good. so good.
0: I'm really hoping we get a a la kind of med, not Metal Gear, uh, Mass Effect where you have a save that you can transfer from one game to the next and like the higher level you are, you'll carry over more items or things like that. I, I really mm-hmm. hope there is a way I can carry over my characters or something from one game to the like next. Like
6: .hack? Games. You'll just get a cosmetic.
0: You'll get a cosmetic thing. Yeah.
6: Like, you'll be like, what like what oh, you th- f- finish <laughs> the first one, you get a Cloud's hair. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, think that, I think that would be too hard to
9: balance because everyone would end at different points and so, mm-hmm.
6: yeah, it's gonna be like Destiny to Destiny 2 all over again. It'll be like, uh... I will
2: say though that, um, I think a part that I'm actually excited for is from what we saw from the trailer, like the wild changes they've made to that entire, um, like the cross cr- cross
6: dressing scene, yeah, the, cr-
2: the cross dressing entire, like, setup and scenario look. Totally different. Yeah. The and I'm DM very interested
6: in crazy. Now. It looks very good also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like this man's gonna show up and make me look beautiful and I'm here for
2: it. I but he's like beauty isn't about gen it's like, oh my gosh, this is not what the game was like before. No, yeah. Who's this it's way dude?
3: more open minded. <laughs> Who's this dude just dressing Cloud up, making him look beautiful? There's some yeah. of... Cloud doesn't even know what's happening. He's just like, All right. I guess. There's
5: some like language choices too in uh the original games <laughs> that uh I'm oh, really. Oh yeah. lot there's a lot of verbiage <laughs>
6: that's gonna have to be updated. Well, yeah,
5: like the, I saw a screenshot the other day, and I'm not gonna say the word because I don't say the word, but Tifa used the R word, um, and I was just like, "What the fuck? I forgot that she said that." Um Yeah, Damn. it was a different time—the
4: '90s was a wild as, uh, time. Uh, infallible, huh?
5: Know, right? but uh yeah no and just forgive like, and forget, even the know. way that sid and shara kind of interact is obviously like that's it that's a huge thing and like i think that yeah, we can still thing. i don't necessarily think that like we can't show the fact that like sid is kind of a misogynist like asshole at times because like that's just kind of erasing totally. the type of person mm-hmm. he is but there's like a way that we could probably do it that doesn't like glamorize how he kind of goes about talking to her um, and he oh, for sure, and like
2: emphasized I never the thought growth it was that he I never through. thought it was glamorized to begin with. I always thought Sid was like a major like I guess a major it's not band.
5: glamorized, but like it's disregarded. You know what I mean, like it's like yeah. it it happens. people and ignore like it. it's like, oh, but Sid's like a cool guy, and he's he, like he's kind of known as being one of like the really cool characters, and he's a really strong fighter, so like all of these things kind of make up for that, and it's never addressed the fact that he kind of grows and changes as a person or where he came from is like a bad place. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, I mean knowing like uh, uh, storytelling from uh, Japanese studios and stuff I I'm not super confident mm-hmm. that they're gonna address any of any of that um, just of recent experiences with uh, stories that are coming out in 2020 yeah. um, especially from you know Japanese studios like I'm mm-hmm. not super confident in that I, and I'm I'm I, I know the whole um, like the what you guys were talking about earlier I'm, I'm very interested to see how that is interpreted today, because um, I've heard stories about it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm having little experience uh, with those uh, specific story elements. Um, I'm interested to look at it in a like fresh eyes. But I can imagine, especially for Sid, like it it, it being almost one to one and never being addressed.
5: I have more faith in Square than I do Atlas. Sorry, I I do love the Persona yeah. games, but Atlas is kind of. Fucking, oh, they're awful. fucking awful yeah exactly yeah. um but i do have more faith in square but it would not i don't know nothing surprises me anymore the way that women are treated in video games but nothing surprises yeah. me so yeah
3: i have some faith especially like shout out to uncle john voicing barrett um just kind of giving some of the voice actors a little bit more liberties to kind of portray them mm-hmm. as not just caricatures because let's be honest Barrett was definitely just the big black man back in 1997, and now he's mm. kind of, they're giving him more of a, like, he's still, you could still tell that, okay, he's this big dude, but he's more of, he's being portrayed as a leader, not just, like, a big brute, so. I think
2: his character grows, a, like, in the games they reveal a lot more, when they mm-hmm. reveal his backstory with Dane and everything else, and yeah. Marlene. Um, when that's fleshed out, Barrett goes from, I think you you view him as like you were saying a big kind of brute guy to realizing this is a dude who has been through so much and yet he still wants to just try to make the world a better place. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I like that they're showing that more at the beginning of the game. I
5: like think that Barrett is kind of a criminally underrated character, honestly, because out of all of the characters, um, Barrett is the one who gives a shit. Like, he genuinely, and it's not even, like, in this, like, selfish way. It's not like, I've got a score to set. You know what I mean? It's it's nothing like that. He just, like, he has a daughter who he wants to protect, and he, like, you know, she's his everything, um, and he just wants to see the world be a good place for her and he wants the world to be a good place for everybody. He's, he's very much focused on equality and um, you know, protecting mm-hmm. the planet, protecting people. Um, mm-hmm. He's a really good person. And so I hope that we kind of, you know, I, I feel like in the demo, he was kind of almost like fanatical and like almost kind of, I don't know. And like, it was, it was kind of cool, but I don't want him to be kind of treated like a joke. Um, Cause he's, yeah. he's just a really good guy who cares a lot. Mm-hmm. and especially when you break like people like i
2: think there's dialogue options where you're able to ask bear if he's like when you find out his backstory he's like so is avalanche like revenge and he goes no he goes revenge is pointless like it doesn't accomplish mm-hmm. anything yeah. he goes it'd be easy just to be like i'm doing this for revenge but i'm trying to do this because there's something bigger mm-hmm. than me yeah and i like would like to see more of that out of his character
0: yeah i'll be anxious to see how all the characters uh develop and flush out and that will be Really, it'll be. I'm really excited to see um, because that's one of the areas that I think will benefit most from a modern take is just how they flesh out and deep dive into all these characters. Mm -hmm. But
3: to see how they're all going to interact with one another, especially because they have this 15 back and forth as just you're moving around, just seeing what that camaraderie actually Mm -hmm. looks like. And even though it was there to a certain Mm -hmm. extent in the original especially the stair scene seeing stuff like that (laughs) yeah for them to actually talk and you see them be characters more than what they already were because this like you mentioned earlier just this was like one of the first times when it's like holy crap look at these people Mm -hmm. that are going through just all these different scenarios that goes from we're trying to save the world to we have to save the world like yeah. You know, Big jumps.
5: And I think that one of the things they have really going for them, just, like, based off the demo, I, I fucking loved this, um, is they kind of do, like, the Mass Effect elevator talk. Like, when they're just walking around, they're talking to one another. And, like, so you can, like, adjust your party and have these different people, and you're going to get different conversations and different, like, dynamics between your characters, or at least that's what I'm assuming is going to happen. And that is going to, like, make the game in these characters. Because I want to hear, like, how... Mm-hmm. How characters who might not necessarily interact with each other all the time talk to one another.
6: I wanna I wanna hear Red Thirteen talk to everyone all the time. <laughs> yeah.
3: Please, for the love of God.
6: I wanna hear Red Thirteen Max Middleton, always please. talking.
7: Please, yeah. please. I just wanna live in Cosmo
6: Canyon. Like, yeah. I wanna hear the Cosmo mm-hmm. Canyon music. Yeah. I wanna be walking right around now with what uh, is the remake version of that?
2: <laughs> True. But now I say I- Oh my gosh, how could I have forgotten that scene with Oh my gosh! it seems mm, really Yeah, to it. yeah, we didn't bring that scene. Up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all thinking about
6: it now. Yeah, I mean, mm, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Bert's Bar- cool. thinking about it right
1: <laughs> there. It's, yep. it's in his head. Yeah, I fucking love that scene so much. Uh,
0: <laughs> 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 oh. We aren't the only ones that are super excited for this remake and love the original. So we are going to go around the web. First up is Cloud's Aerith from Reddit. Everything Cloud and Aerith. Everything Cloud and Aerith, as you can tell from my username. Their interactions, first meeting, and more info on these watches of fate and how Cloud and Aerith's destinies are intertwined. Besides, Cloud and Aerith, I'd like to see more Barret, especially with Marlene and their family. Also, more in-depth about the Turks, especially Seng, Reno, and Rude, and Sing's feelings about Aerith. Mm. Uh- Clouds Aerith put a lot, mentioned a lot of things that we've already talked about from uh, the relationship, or just expanding on Barrett and his family, and wanting m- more about the Turks. Um, but uh, they specifically mentioned in Cloud and Aerith, and that is in a relationship we haven't really uh, talked about just yet.
6: Mm-hmm.
8: We've
0: mm-hmm. been
3: glancing over the pure-hearted one.
2: Yeah,
6: yeah, we've we got too many Tifa truthers in the chat right now. I think. <laughs> well, here's
2: the thing, because <laughs> at the end of the day. Zack and Aerith. Both here's together. the here's the
6: thing yeah. though. Th- this is, we're in a remake in a post-crisis core but pre-crisis core world, dude. Like th- the player doesn't know that. Like they don't know that relationship.
2: I, and that, that's the thing. Like there's so much about Aerith's relationship with Cloud that is so impacted by this invisible specter that you don't even know is there. Mm-hmm. And it's just sorry, I'm getting. Into spoiler territory, but remember, use
8: Batman s- characters, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use
2: Batman, Batman character. characters, um, so like you know, <laughs> key, for sure Catwoman is who Cloud belongs with, but there's those shadows of these moments with
6: Rachel um, Ghoul, I
2: was with, like, with the mm-hmm. that are just like really important moments, but at the end of the day, like they don't belong together,
3: yeah. yeah I'm, I'm curious, Talia to see. opens up Batman. I'm, I'm curious to see if
6: they, they more imply uh, Aerith and Zach's relationship with more time with them together. So I, I hope so. I hope
2: Aerith talks like me, like when, I don't know, maybe when, there's. sorry, that's getting into spoiler territory. Stop it myself. I feel like
6: I've seen this big sword before. Yeah. like Maybe she'll say that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like like maybe, maybe this big sword is
0: familiar. Yeah, this, I don't I think know. There's I've probably seen a lot of big of swords.
4: Ever, and I've seen two different people. Cosplaying
0: <laughs> yeah. as my boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, do you know a guy named Zach who I dated? Like, let's you're talk like, about you're it. You're like the Maybe same height. Spiky you're wearing hair, the same clothes.
4: Long, so
2: long. Can,
6: can we talk about the
0: love of my life? <laughs> yeah, your hair is kind of spiky, too. You know what? You have those hmm. same weird, like, metal rivets in your shoulder pad. What's up with that? Do you know a
6: man named Angel? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, you, God, don't you don't need that. Genesis, Genesis oh. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know a guy named Je- my homie Genesis.
2: I would love for there to be just like way more references to like the things we now have. All the audio logs um, in the game
4: are about Genesis. Just reading from a play. <laughs> it'd that be doesn't great if there this. was like Jesus. like talks
2: like people like maybe yes. there's like a book or like mm. a newspaper that has Genesis. Uh, oh like, God! Can you know, yes. we yeah. see Loveless? We're gonna
6: oh, hear yeah, like Genova section. like a thousand times. Like oh Genova this, Genova cell, Genova this. Yeah, so it's yeah. We'll yeah, get yeah, it I else. mean I wouldn't mind but,
9: if they weaved yeah. some like Crisis Core like just like, not, like, gameplay, but, like, story elements that they touched on and put it into this to make it, like, a more complete story.
8: Yeah, sure. man. Some,
6: Bring uh, back the
0: slot machines to level up and do anything. Oh, okay. M- maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
6: there's there's uh, some great uh, posters and stuff that reference Crisis Core in the demo. Hmm. Uh, so it's they're already kind of doing that stuff, and if that's all <laughs> they do, then they did the right thing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm able to recognize Crisis Core way more than Dirge just because it takes place beforehand.
6: Because you blacked out Dirge's service. It's fine. You can say that.
8: Anyway, <laughs> but
3: Zach, Zach is an essential enough part of the story where they can sprinkle him in a little bit more than just the mm-hmm. reference from Aerith meeting his yeah. parents, stuff like that, to actually make you. Like they spread out the breadcrumbs for Sephiroth, and clearly they're doing way more of that in this give us more of a reality that there's a Zach, there was a Zack in this world.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Instead of this, these random hearing their voices or
0: flashbacks. Yeah. Alex, you want to take the next one? <laughs> yeah, the
6: quarter scale on Reddit said, uh, the very opening of the game made me feel like I was up against something so grand in scale. The game's timelessness comes from that instant emotional grip that the designers knew they could place on you. It really is remarkable how the story's beginning is so jarring but feels so fluid. I got the same feeling when I read The Gunslinger by Stephen King recently. Literally, go read the first sentence and you'll see what I mean. Final Fantasy VII has the same gripping power that King's writing does.
4: Um, Damn, that's I mean, that that is literally the first third of this. Well, once you leave Midgar is the man in black is fleeing across the desert and the gunslinger follows, like...
8: Mm-hmm.
4: In fact, they oh. call him that, don't they? Jared, they I call love you so They the call him the, the, the Man in Black. Black. Yeah,
2: yeah, they call him the Man in Black. Yeah. They do, they do. Oh my! The gosh, Man in the Black Cloak,
6: true. yeah, is what they refer to him.
2: Oh gosh, Jared. First off, I love you for be just busting it's out. A very the famous. <laughs> I know this. But I love this. I love this. Uh, this Reddit user, this quarter, quarter Scale, um, shout out, Quarter Scale. I love that. That comparison's beautiful. Yeah,
6: it's funny. We've already seen one of the most iconic things in video games. Like, I've played through it like eight times that demo. Um, but it it has no less power, even though I've seen it a hundred times remade. Even though we saw that PS3 tech demo. Even though we've seen mm-hmm. all these things, every single time we see that hard cut from the title screen hovering over Midgar to the train mm-hmm. tracks yeah. spinning, it, it is holds power. still It definitely incredible. holds the power. Still, so yeah, I get it. I get it, dude.
2: So good. Cameron, you're up. <laughs> this is from user uh, Radanax on Reddit. My favorite memory is Ultimate Weapon, coming for the team while Cloud is uh, fucked up mentally. Then Kifa and company decides to face it. Another huge moment I love is a lot is when Tifa realizes Cloud was there when she needed him when they faced Sephiroth in the past. My hope for the remake is to fix the awful pacing 15 and 13 had in their story. It's unacceptable that a game as big as this suffers from storytelling, while their story is amazing and full of great lore. Whoever it was in charge of the pacing of those two games needs to get fired. <laughs>
8: Damn. End quote. Damn. That is a quote. That Damn. is a quote from somebody else. Yeah. That is not me. Yeah, That's a hot yeah. right there. I love it. Okay. First off, yeah, I, got, I, I got
4: bad news for you. Those that per, those two people yeah. Yeah. Also <laughs> probably paced this game originally.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh,
6: they,
0: did you want to finish up their quote? Oh, sorry, I thought
2: that was it. Uh, So powerful. Uh, Quote, just take your time and let us explore the world we're in and give a chance for the characters to develop. Don't rush anything. That's all I want from the series, end quote. I need to make sure I put that in quote because that person had some uh, some
6: seriously, like... Bring in the heat, Radnax. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs)
0: It's good. It's good. I like it. But yeah, I think I'm really... It's this first game is going to be really interesting to see how they pace it. Like, how they can... How they've managed to extend such a small part in the original game into a full length, as they say, RPG. It's going to be very telling, I think, how we can ex- how the rest of this remake series will will, will be. All right. For Have they said how long title? <laughs>
9: sure. They they
1: Yeah. Have they said how long the, the game no. is?
3: A full length yeah, final they haven't put, like, an game. Hour I think length they're saying it. anywhere between Yeah, twenty. I think to 40 I've seen somewhere estimation like yeah, something. 20 yeah, to I mean, 40 I think that's probably
9: the go. biggest concern. Is you know, the original game was pretty tight in you how you do this, then you go here, then you go here, and now they're stretching out um, the Midgar area with you know some side quests and all that, all this other stuff that they really haven't shown off too much. So I think that's probably the major concern. Is how are they gonna you know
1: make that. All that time and make it make it feel satisfying and like not make it feel like it's dragging yeah. on too much. Yeah.
4: How much
6: filler? How much killer? I feel like
4: pacing saying? is a rough one, especially for people who have expectations. Here. Like I'm actually I'm pretty glad Barrett will get to play this game without having an expectation built from playing this game previously.
1: Yeah, and that was like the the main reason I, I like didn't want to go back, especially with the remake being announced. Was I, I didn't want to constantly compare the two. Like maybe once I. Maybe once I play the remake, I'll go back and that, play the that's Midgar the way section to do it I of think. the original. That's the way um, to do it. Yeah. I yeah. I really
4: yeah. don't want to play a game I've played already. I there's nothing yeah, about yeah. the first game I really need to see in the second. If I'm being honest, or in this remake, I yeah. I want them to tell me what's important, and I want them to do that yeah. well. Like. It's up to them to decide. The like, I think the problem with expecting a good pacing, especially with a game that you have so many good memories on, is you want things to happen in a particular way, in a particular order, at a particular time. And if that doesn't happen, that might affect your opinion of how it's being paced. And honestly, if they want me to just hang out with Jesse for ten hours in Sector Five before the plate falls, then I want to do that too. If they want to make that important, like it's yeah, honestly,
5: it's, scrap the game. Yeah, really. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse Dayton Simulator. Let's Jesse. get it going. Only Monica. <laughs> yeah. Stuff.
0: Stealth, you want to
9: take the next one? Sure. This is from CNuts1 on Reddit. Um, Red13, Nanaki, learning the truth of his father, Seto, always stuck with me as one of the most memorable moments in the whole game. Can't wait to see this scene in the later parts, which we talked about. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
6: I feel like that um, that shot of the the stone creature <laughs> on the cliff face with the tear running down its cheek, like that's so Final Fantasy. 7. Like that's as iconic as like the shot of the car yeah. to me. Like straight up, mm-hmm. like that is it has the same weight for me. Yeah, that's that's one I'm everything, everything. Cosmo Canyon, I like it. Yeah, uh, Bogenhagen. <laughs> I, I Is it Bogenhagen? Bogenhagen. <laughs> Bogenhagen. I want to see like, him
0: with no legs, just floating. Yeah, yeah is he floating there. around? Oh, that's is be he be gonna good. have
6: like a little like floating wheelchair or something? Maybe like show us the planetabatory. Yeah, the Let's planetarium thing. Like, I want to see all of that. Oh, <laughs> that music! I can't yeah. stop thinking about <laughs> yeah, it, you I guys. Dog that... cat with daddy issues. Let's that go. That shot is one of the dun, end dun, 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 scenes. Dun, 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 dun.
5: I mean, like, that's how iconic mm-hmm. that is. Like I think at the end of disc yeah. two. Mm-hmm.
6: That's that's the scene maybe. In in the um I remember now, in the strategy guide for Final Fantasy VII, I don't know if you guys have it might have been the Prima oh, one I had or the Brady it. Games I had one. It. There there is a full page shot of that shot of of, mm-hmm. right, of mm-hmm. Seto uh, in stone at at the top of the cliff. Man. So
0: he's just pulling out his dual disc ready to throw down the blue eyes white dragon. <laughs> Yeah. Man, that,
2: get your that, get that's your a
0: good seto car shot.
2: trading nerd shit yeah. out of my final fantasy podcast. Uh, like, I put, I put more of that in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'd be fucking down. I'd waste I'd waste hours and hours on that yeah. shit. How many pieces hours? of Exodia are in that cave, dude? That's what I just want to know. I spent two hundred hours in uh in Witcher three. I spent hundred of those hours in Gwent. I'm fucking down for that. Dude, you ready for shit. Triple Triad? Let me tell oh, no. you, you, Triple, triple Triad, triad it
0: is. <laughs> triple triad's so good. Triple
7: triad the Final Fantasy
6: so card good. game is a love it or hate it type thing. <laughs> um,
0: so, Kyle, you want to take the next one?
7: Sure. Uh, Ethan86 on Reddit writes, "Knights of the Round, but I'm guessing it won't be in the first game. None of my friends knew what I was talking about. I saw it in a magazine and ended up ended up buying the guide. So when my friend let me borrow his copy, I was able to get it. My friend Corey had a pet monkey, and I used to go over and play with him while we watched him play Final Fantasy VII. I stopped coming over. (laughs) Okay. It's really, uh, wow, what a life. Shout out to Corey. Um, (laughs) Wow. Corey, dude. I stopped coming over when he got to the last disc. After he beat it, I spent the next month playing that game. I love Mario. It was my first game. Final Fantasy VII was my first favorite game that I couldn't stop playing. It blew my little mind. Also being I just want to know, also like, also probably yeah, mind. Shout I have to questions about the monkey, right? I have
3: questions about the monkey.
6: We knew yeah. RPGU got the best comments on Irrational Passions. <laughs> we also knew it got the only comments on Irrational Passions, but I didn't know that they were <laughs> of this level. <laughs> <laughs> They're very good.
0: I just want to know where the, the monkey played in. Like, there's obviously. It's just they—they they could have just left it at my friend Corey, but yeah. this monkey. They had so no, the to exactly Sort of what connection between say. the monkey.
6: <laughs> the monkey's name was Vincent, and he could turn into monsters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll tell you something. Like you know how much that like those memories are impactful. That he has to mention the monkey. Corey had right. a monkey. yeah.
6: Corey, my friend
0: with Final Fantasy VII, and a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to imagine that's how he introduced him, like at college parties or something. Like, oh, and hey guys, this is my friend Corey. He has a pet monkey. Oh, Corey,
4: you're the you know? monkey guy. And, and I think that's an important thing.
0: And he's like eighth in '86.
2: <laughs> My monkey died, like, six years ago. Stop <laughs> bringing but up his But he only refers to him death. as his username. <laughs> 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 well,
6: we know Cory's name. We don't know. I'm 8th and 86 it's... is like, why do they keep talking about the fucking mo- I want them to talk about Knights <laughs> of the Round.
0: table seven it? stuff. Knights
3: of the Round's cool, right? You yeah, don't, yeah. 8th and
0: 86, you don't just tell us your friend Corey has a monkey <laughs> and not expect us to talk about a monkey. Yeah. It's. This is incredibly important. Nice of the
2: round is cool. <laughs> it's a great summon. It's really it's, hard to get. You yeah. it's,
6: why, do you, why do you have to breed all these damn chocobos? Breed them damn summon?
2: chocobos. God. To the <laughs> point where you just start naming them after like just like random combinations of letters because yeah. you're not paying attention because it's another dumb... It's <laughs> like, yeah. another yeah. dumb rodent to throw in the barn. It. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At some point,
3: yeah, like, in this winter, you're going to have to start euthanizing all those extra yeah. yeah, we're gonna start yeah. These so right. back chocobos. to the monkey. Yeah, back to the monkey. Uh, the, mo- J- the monkey's so name. So, what do you guys Shocobo. think
2: Corey's monkey's deal was?
6: Like, was what kind of monkey? He loved chocobos, it, uh, man. Like, it was probably like a little chimp. Clearly, he was enamored
3: with Final Fantasy 7 as
7: yeah. well. Yeah. I like to imagine the monkey was holding the guide while they were playing. No wait, the the, <laughs> the
6: monkey's the monkey's name was Prompto, and it like comes full, oh. <laughs> well,
8: well, yeah. comes full <laughs> circle. circle,
5: <laughs>
6: and he loves chocobo.
5: I.
1: And then he uh, he uh, uh, he also sings the uh, the victory theme every once in a while too. Oh randomly, God. yeah, he's also a, <laughs> also a Russian spy. <laughs> <laughs> also a Russian spy.
8: Twenty fifteen. Jared, can I quote Please. you on that? I like As to, someone
0: who platinum fifteen. You're not wrong. You're not
8: wrong.
0: <laughs> I love 15. So here's the. I thing like to imagine uh, the monkey just losing it, its shit, like when Corey wasn't playing the right way. Yeah. Just Like jumping all over, throwing poo at him, or at use the, the two cut
6: material, Corey. What are you doing? You worked so hard to get it. You went in the Come dumb on, sunken I, I like to think submarine. The monkey was
2: like hanging off of the, like the RC. TV that they had where yeah. he was like pointing on the screen where they needed to go and showing them in the car well, and they're is like so stupid to realize
8: it
6: get the key if
8: we read between yeah,
2: the lines yeah I was really excited here, about
6: though. Final Fantasy 7 I listened to
0: this podcast about it but they just kept talking about this fucking monkey for 35 minutes. hey at least we're uh, reading these comments at the end of the episode and we didn't have like an hour and a half long of monkey talk mm. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it if we if round. we had gotten it this in it. early, it would have also been also stay tuned for our special passions monkey.
4: new limited series monkey talk.
6: <laughs> monkey talk, monkey <laughs> monkeying around <laughs> with the boys.
7: <laughs> all I heard was monkeys of the round. Now that's all I heard. Monkeys, monkeys of, the of the round.
2: round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Uh and now instead yeah. of like the swelling orchestra music when it plays, it's the DK rap <laughs> squared. Yeah, now we're you hear this, Hey here, man? Here implemented. We, go. we got
0: a we Park got a year until a PC comes out and they'll have mod support, so you can mod that. Oh in. god, uh, yeah, we're making I mean, this is The DK rap. <laughs>
8: <laughs> the Genova the music S is song. just the yep. DK rap. <laughs> yeah, <but> all <laughs> the different Genova type yeah, monsters. It's different.
6: It's the different <laughs> apes from Donkey Kong sixty four. All right. Let's Great. please move on. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jarrett, you're up.
4: <laughs> From Brian the Lion, eighty-nine. Finally getting that golden chocobo after resetting my PS One over and over. It was the most beautiful mac and cheese colored goal I've ever seen. I'm very excited to spend all my time at the Gold Saucer and seeing that they did, or seeing what they did with the sub game as well as the boxing game. Wow, the oh, sub you yeah, had the, game. Box, the a, terrible boxing game. All those games oh, sucked. Huh? The snowboarding game was already... There was so, the arm
6: wrestling game was the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Did anyone beat no. the arm wrestling game? Like, the no, third no. difficulty? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think so. Oh, the third
2: difficulty? No.
6: Or the rock, paper, scissors wrestling mm-hmm. game thing that sucked also.
0: Yeah. Let's be honest. The only
2: good one was, like, the battle arena, and that one was still hard. Hey, to
0: getting Mog, being wingman to Mog was also good. I don't care The battle arena was at least
6: fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just really, it was too difficult.
2: Helping helping Mog lay down that pipe was important. Oh my, sure. god, Please just, don't. Just,
3: no. <laughs> the Golden Saucer is about to be yeah. a shit show that I'm totally here for. Yeah, I
6: imagine like all the mini games will probably be new, and I'm like, just or at least
0: mini. Just bring the Gold Saucer from 14. Just log people into Final Fantasy 14 during that. Shit! <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
3: Somehow your Square Enix login screen is going to pop up as soon as you enter. You're the just going to username
8: People are going to be confused. Yeah. Final but Fantasy XIV right.
0: Gold Saucer will be full of people running around his cloud. That's all it's going to be. <laughs>
8: wow, clouds here. What's going on here?
2: Well, a lot of people podcasting. Wow, well, I didn't know items. people subscribe long enough to get.
6: Them. I I am really excited for the play scene that plays during mm-hmm. during the date. I'm excited to see what mm-hmm. that
0: looks like. Yeah. Jess, fireworks, looks yes. oh yeah, mm-hmm. Just Europe.
5: Okay, so I am reading from Uncensored with a five instead of an S. Uh, <laughs> the atmosphere and music in Midgar. How scary the bloody scene felt at HQ when I first experienced it. Shout out, Uncensored, you're right. Uh, and the feeling right. of finally living, living, leaving Midgar uh, in the first Nibelheim flashback. We touched all on, on
0: all those things. We did. All those the things. music though, y'all so
6: amazing. Good. Yeah. I know we've I've said it like twelve times, but the music in this remake is maybe incredible. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. Uh, it's possible. Possible. Pending, it it, it speaks approval. to how timeless the, the score of this game is. It's mm-hmm. just like the, they mm-hmm. were ahead of their time then and they are still ahead of their time now, I think. The music of
3: Final Fantasy VII could be its whole, just entire episode, honestly, of just anything.
6: Yeah, with like nine more people. Honestly, oh yeah, every
3: <laughs> single theme in this game, all of them has composers, special. <laughs> Nobu Uematsu, you bloody
0: genius!
6: Yeah, dude. God, that guy's off his rocker.
3: He, He's killing it. He
5: gets it every good. single chef's kiss.
6: Yes, so everyone. Good. So good.
0: Uh, Darren, you're
3: up. Cool. And this question is from Dragon Tamer 95. The collapsing of the plates and the sheer symbolism involved with the inability to turn back. The sheer awe at the scale of the threats and summons. The joy of the Golden Saucer and the Chocobo racing. Mourning the fates of Cosmo Canyon and the death. <laughs> Woo, you got a question, buddy. Yeah. You got a statement. <laughs> we all know which. As for hopes. I just hope that it can bring back the story we all loved with the graphics we saw in our heads for, for the first time. Yeah, it's kind of doing that. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally.
3: <laughs> These characters look great. The environments that we've seen so far. We're already g- getting to see an expanded Midgard just from hearing their trailers, but there's there's so much we haven't seen yet.
6: Yeah. I hope... Like, we, don't, we still don't even know yet. Like, are we going to be able to run around the city streets? Like, for, to, with some level of freedom? Yeah. Maybe. Like, that... Above the plate, you know, on can top. Can I do of the plate, hood rush with my friends we...
4: in Midgar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just
6: want to know, dude. Can can Biggs and I roll up on a spot? You know what I mean? Um,
3: like, Biggs is ready. Let's go to the upper plate and mess with the rich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: Biggs, Biggs can roll for sure. Yeah, exactly. I... On his side. Right. Can I go steal <laughs> the
7: kill from the kid on gun store. Can I still do
8: that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I
6: can I yes. find the hidden compartment between that two the kid's two drawers where he saved one ten gil yeah, and then take it and steal it from him?
0: <laughs> God, can I rob a child? It's a real <laughs> thing, <laughs> Barry.
6: I want you to know <laughs> That's a real thing. You can rob a child. Steal <laughs> <see, like>, that kid's <laughs> way. He's like, I'll never tell. And you're like, Well, I'm gonna fucking take it because you didn't tell me clue. Just because
8: clue is such a
3: dick.
6: Oh good old Clued.
3: Just because I'm thinking about it now, and just because it's kind of in an early part, the dude in the, um, who has his bed set up in kind of like that little sewer pipe. Yeah. And just kind of slowly realizing as you go throughout the game, oh shit, he was one of those guys. Yeah. Man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to see what they do just with that little interaction that gives, opens to the world. Oh, you're homeless, homeless,
0: huh?
7: Yeah.
3: Uh huh. Yeah. You can't talk and got a
0: number on your hand? Hmm.
6: Yeah, interesting. Interesting.
0: Barrett? Last one for
6: you. <clears throat> oh, Jess, we can hear you.
8: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
6: I, I, got you. <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah, I'm
8: here looking
1: like, out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's more questions than answers. Now. <laughs>
1: Uh, we got Ulm Rice uh, from Reddit who says, The first m- moment leaving Midgar and stepping onto the world map, the realization that this entire time that you were just playing in one city and you still had a whole planet to explore, it was a pretty cool feeling. For the remake, I just hope they flesh out the characters in an impressive way. A lot of the most interesting character arcs don't resolve until way after Midgar, so I hope they leverage the characters and uh, setting that they have uh, available to them in a way that makes Episode 1 satisfying on its own merit. Well said, Om Rice.
6: Well said. You're here. here, here. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I do say. hope, as, as someone who is like doesn't really know shit about Final Fantasy VII, um, again, fake fan, um, but um, baby fan. I, <laughs> baby I, fan. I, I, I I'm excited to see um, the arcs for all the characters, and I hope there is some sort of satisfying end for. At least most of them, obviously, you can't do everything, and they're going to have to leave some things uh, to be wanted for the the sequels or part two or part three or whatever. Um, and so I, I do hope we get a little bit of that, and I, do, I hope that there's a good balance of, like, all right, I feel satisfied in this part one as a game, but I'm also wanting to see what the follow-up is and where we go after that. Um, uh, that's something I'm really interested in. Yeah. True.
0: True. And now, I actually have something special that I haven't told any of you guys about.
8: (gasps) You're releasing the game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, one moment.
1: Hey,
4: everybody, hope you're doing well. This is John Eric Bentley, voiced of Barrett Wallace in the new upcoming Final Fantasy VII Remake. Just wanted to send a shout-out at Irrational Passions and the whole crew at the RPG University podcast. I pray everyone is safe, Uh, being wise, keeping healthy. I can't wait for all the fans to experience this new game. Speaking as a fanboy myself, I'm even excited for the game to come out. Uh, April 10th can't get here sooner. I know everyone will have a good time playing this long-awaited game, and I really hope it brings joy to your heart and to your household uh, during this time of quarantine. So have a good one, everybody, and God bless you all. Oh, yeah, and uh, Avalanche Strong Soldiers.
6: Do you forgive him yet, Barrett? Jarrett? Yes. God, yeah. I love that. So there you go. Oh, that was God, really cool. That was oh, man, so there you go. Much. Jarrett, do you
3: forgive I'm
2: a him? No.
3: i will say Uncle Barrett now. But I don't forgive most of my that's, uncle, that's, so
6: it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> really cool though. Shout so, out. That was amazing. There you go. I, I joked joke that it would be ben that Lee. he became Barrett, but it became too <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, John
3: Bentley is an amazing man. Yes, he is. So So
0: big thank you, John, once again for uh, helping me out with this. Very much appreciate it. So thank you again for your message.
7: But
3: yeah,
0: thank
6: you, Barrett.
8: Yeah.
7: Thank you, (laughs) also Barrett.
8: Oh shit, you you meant the other one. Thank all (laughs) Barretts. All Barretts. All Barretts.
0: Thank you. That is going to do it for this very special episode of RPG University, the Final Fantasy 7 special. I want to give a huge thank you to every one of my guests that have joined us today. I'm going to turn it over to them to plug things real quick and let them know where you can find you, and we'll go with from there. Alex, you're up first.
6: Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for showing up. I just want to say thanks, too, because uh, this is the most cordial nine-person podcast I've ever been a part of. <laughs> um, yeah, follow me, uh, Alphighter27, on Twitter. I also host Rational Passions podcast, where we talk about video games. Every Saturday, we're live. Every Tuesday, the f- show is up for you to listen to. Uh, last week, we talked about Animal Crossing Persona, and you should go listen to it. It was great, and it was
0: fun. So go do that. Cool. Cameron?
2: Hey, my name's Cameron. You can follow me on Twitter at RevCabot. That's R-E-V-C-A-B-B-O-T-T. I am a panelist on a lot of podcasts over at That Nerdy Site. Uh, You will definitely be able to hear me in both the most recent episode as well as some upcoming episodes. As well as some of my, uh, the last of my packs pieces are finally uh, getting ready to go up. Because, I don't know if any of you know this, but the world has been a nightmare. And Mm -hmm. it's been hard to get things taken care of um But yeah, so look forward to all of that. If you want to hear more from me, you can always check me out there, or just follow me on Twitter. So
9: cool, stealth. Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at stealth40k, and um, yeah, that's basically it. Cool, cool. Kyle, what about you?
7: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hoodatninja 73 uh If you're into PlayStation, I do a PlayStation weekly show podcast uh, called the Trophy Room at PS Trophy Room on Twitter um i also do a show all about the kind of funny community called best friends talk funny which is a one-on-one show where we get i get to showcase why the community is so awesome alex o'neal is on an upcoming episode so please go give it a listen it was
6: so fun it was so lovely go listen to Uh, it jess has
7: also been on the show so go listen to that i hope to get everyone on eventually um at bfs talk funny on twitter and if you're ever in the new york area if we can still go outside and you know, hug each other and hang out in real life. Um, hit up nyc.com for future community meetups and our other podcasts we do there.
0: Cool stuff.
4: Jarrett? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Idris alba. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, yes. Daddy, um, yes. <laughs> and follow my work. Basically, just follow all the Doom takes for the past week and a half. Because I've written a bunch of them google doom takes on the internet how about that marauder yeah by the way fuck
0: that dude
7: yeah fuck that dude for real
0: (laughs) perfect jess
5: uh i write for uppercut um which is a games criticism site uh i have a batman piece that just came out today so (gasps) yeah
8: so if you like
5: batman (laughs) and hearing me be all emotional because that's the only two things i know how to do uh, talk about Batman be emotional. Uh, you can check that out. I also have a piece on Animal Crossing coming. I have two pieces on Persona 5 coming. Um, a lot of stuff in the works. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, because that's where I share everything I do, it's at Jessicaogs. J-E-S-S-A-C-O-G-S.
0: Good
3: stuff. Darren? You can find me anywhere at XX for my own personal tweets where i talk about monster hunter consistently because it's amazing and also i host a bay area based podcast rusty rupees with three of my friends where we yell at each other and just cuss at each other a lot but also have a good time um hell yeah our local (laughs) our local barrett voice actor john bentley was actually one of our guests a little bit before pax and he's amazing please check that episode out because we were super proud of it he's an amazing man and also we just got many life lessons check that out it's nice. so rusty rupees you can follow us rusty rupees with two y's on twitter because twitter's some hoes and i lost the original account so
0: yeah. <laughs> Damn. there you go and barrett what about you
1: uh you can find me over on twitter at Sadboy barrett um we're in the the quarantine, so i've been working from home from kind of funny still working for kind of funny but uh less on the, the shows and whatnot but uh if you want to follow them you can follow them at kind of funny vids on twitter we talk about video games uh comic books movies etc cetera, etc cetera. all things entertainment uh if you want uh more of me though you can also follow me on uh, twitch.tv slash sad boy barrett where i've been streaming a lot uh lately because of the quarantines Um, which has been fun. I may or may not be streaming a specific RPG game soon that maybe I can't say uh, what it is because there's a streaming embargo right now, but maybe or maybe not. Who knows? Stay tuned.
0: Who knows? (laughs) The mystery. The mystery. Once more, thank you, everyone, for taking a little time out of your Sunday to come nerd out with me about this fantastic game and the future of these fantastic games. The
6: hype is real. Thank you. Dude. Thank
5: you for having the us, hype, Scott. It's,
0: it's, it's palpable. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for having you. us. This fun. This oh. is very fun. It was. It was a it was a great time. But thank you to those of you that have stayed and listened to the end. You've returned light to the crystals and unlocked a new job class. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service as each rating you and review you leave will cause a leaf on the mana tree to bloom, restoring the balance and helping save the world. Plus, I just really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to talk about, tweet at IrrationalPod with the hashtag RPGU with what game you would like to see us talk about, or if you'd like to be a guest. Thank you everyone for listening, for sending in all your fantastic, fantastic quotes and favorite memories. There's a bunch that we weren't able to get to, but I will, in the show notes, I will leave a link to all the subreddits where you can leave your own memories.
6: So. One last shout-out to Cory's Monkey, dude. Mm-hmm. One last. Yeah. Just that to that. Love you, so
3: Cory. Special monkey. monkey.
0: monkey. Uh, Cory, where's your yeah. monkey, man? A <laughs> ex- ex- real, real MVP. Expect a new uh, part of RPGU updates on Cory's Monkey. Monkey wash, we'll call it. Um, yeah. So look forward to that. But thank you one and all again. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And until next time, everybody. Class to